podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tell us about the tattoos. Shut the fuck up, you little prick. But then I've got the phoenix. Hey, prick. I'll take it from Bob every day of the week. Absolute disgrace. I sure this... no one will mind. Move him out of here, Darren. Ricky Hatton didn't go over for his fighter because he risked getting abducted and sold into sexual. I never said that. Both have been rape victims. I'm not watching Frank Buglioni live on Saturday night. <laughs> Get out of your mind. Jesus Christ, get yourself a life. He's actually a uh, priest. Yeah, yeah. It's because his brother John Fury eye gouged him. What have I told you all this time? He's going to end up sucked out, fucked out, looking for a handout. Boxing, um, nutters, messenger group. Oh, they're going to, oh, I'm going to be the king. Jay Bump. You know what I'm saying? Welcome, everyone, to the 476th edition of the Boxing Asylum Nuthouse. Uh, check us out everywhere that you get your podcast. Be that Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. We're, we're all over the place. We're, we're all over the place. We're like herpes, but a positive thing. Um, with us today, speaking uh, of herpes, Andy Patterson, you can't get rid of him. Uh, Hater Dave and uh, Steve Wellings with us today. Last night... In a fight that really never managed to catch fire, a few good exchanges, and that was just over when it was over. Tank Davis, massive left left hand, taking Raleigh Romero out as he uh, came in with a bit of a wide shot. Uh, Raleigh taken out of the ring shortly thereafter, looked awfully concussed. Uh, in a fight week that involved uh, all sorts of shit talk, Raleigh getting pushed off the stage after the weigh-in. Uh, they, they maintained themselves pretty well until that final shot came in. Uh, Andy, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I, I honestly thought Raleigh was doing pretty damn well. I think thought there was an argument he could be up three uh, two at the time of the stoppage. Um, I think some people are going to be a bit overboard. Um, I think the the first thing that kind of popped up for me at least anyway, I, I thought both fighters were kind of respectful of each other's power, especially Tank. Um, obviously with awkward style with uh, Romero, long arms. Um, well, given the fact is he has got a decent dig about him, so obviously Tank's kind of very, very kind of wary of it. Um, worked his jab pretty well, I suppose, uh, Romero, for a bit. But um, defensively, uh, he needs serious work, does really need serious work at this point. Um, people saying that, like, often, even he's saying it, that, that Davis was on, on his bike. I thought Davis was boxing pretty well. I thought, for the best part of that fight, Davis seemed to be switched on, happy to basically work the perimeter of the ring and just pick his moments, and when it came, he took him out, and I was quite intrigued by it, to, to be honest with you, I'm not too sure other people were, are that overly happy with it, because as you say, never really caught fire for most of them, but again, I think that's just the respect value at the end of the day, I just thought that uh, both guys knew they could bang, 
Um, I think at the same time, was I think Raleigh's been a wee bit kind of disingenuous. So, so is Connor actually be saying that he kind of ran all night and he's like won the fight. He was, like, was winning the, the fight. He's 6 0. I mean, he, he got knocked out in the sixth round. So, how can he win six rounds? I don't know. He's slightly exposed. He, he goes on like he, he's exposed his ass, for example. You know, I think Rolly has actually exposed himself a wee bit, especially running his mouth up to the build up to this. You know, the, you know, up at the top level, and he gets done in the manner what he did. He came in basically squared up, tried to get his money shot off the left hook, and got picked off his chin in the air. And then he goes, and to be honest with you, some people are saying it's, it's, it's a soft stoppage. I'm sorry, that stoppage was. Bang on the money. Did they Bang see on how the fucked up Romero was leaving the ring? Mate, like, I don't think he knew what the fuck he was. He turned to a statue before he hit the ropes. And then when he turned over, he's he's sitting on his backside. He's got his left leg trying to kind of find the ground, trying to get himself back up. He then decides, I've oh, got to roll over. Takes him another second to do that. And then he gets up. And you see his knees literally shaking. That he, When he stands up straight, you actually see him locking straight in the position. And he's like kind of swaying a wee bit. Takes the instructions slightly for the referee, steps wee bit to the left, but he's, he's no way, no way is he actually on, on steady legs. 20 seconds to go, I think it was in the round, so it wasn't that late, shall we say. I think Tank would have, would have followed up there, probably put him even worse state. He was concussed. I thought it was even shown when he walked out the ring that he was in a bad way. And uh, yeah, look, I think the referee got it absolutely spot on. There is no way, I, I believe, that Romero was going to come back for that because at any days he would need the arsehole winder a right hand for the gods to basically get him out of that. I think Tank would have come in there and absolutely ruined him badly. So I think the referee said him to fight for another day at the same time. So um look he's made himself marketable off his fight, you know, his personality, that type of thing. You know, he's got some people kind of bigging him up. But I think Raleigh is, you know, for, for a guy who's awkward, he's got very decent power. He's talking about a rematch. He's, he's due, Jackson Marini is a rematch before uh, Tank Davis is due him one. Let's just get that straight. But Romero, for me, is a fighter who's probably not got a Mayorga type chin and he hasn't got the Chino Maidana room for improvement. You saw Maidana make, make adjustments later on in his career. This is where Romero's got to start at now. He's got to get the fundamentals spot on. His feet, his footwork is, is, isn't all that great, to be honest with you. And uh, his defence, that you know, that kind of like shoulder roll that he tries, and he's like when he's trying to back up, just keeping his, his arms folded into his body, leaving his chin exposed. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna hide nothing, mate. To be honest with you, if, if he if he keeps up at, at top level, he's gonna get chinned again at some point. So he's got to work on his defence mainly and get that footwork straightened out as well. Absolutely, I, I don't think he's gonna be much of a factor of anything. He, he could be a, a fun fight. He could be a good step up guy. He could be a good gatekeeper. Because uh, with that power, if you're not responsible, uh, Raleigh could definitely take you out. Uh, Dave, it's been a while. What are your thoughts on this fight, my man? Hey, uh, glad to see not much changed around here. Uh, I thought, similar to Andy, actually, the stoppage was bang on. And actually, David Fields, for me, refed the fight pretty much perfectly. He was in and out quickly. Um, just basically, he, every time you, you thought, all right, this is starting to get dirty, uh, he was he would be in there. He warned uh, Romero one more time. You're using the elbows, and he was using the elbows. That big welt on the side of uh, Davis's head was from an elbow. Although I don't know that it was an intentional elbow, but it was definitely an elbow. Um, and the he was he was fucked when when he got up. Um, showed some some balls to get up, and actually I thought showed some balls and some skills in there that I didn't expect. I thought it was going to be over in two rounds. Um, Nothing spectacular. Um, I think 
he made Tank look bad, really. He didn't look great himself, but he made Tank look bad for five rounds. Um, kind of being skittish. I, I was kind of surprised. Um, I expected a better boxing performance from Gervonta, but I was actually impressed by Gervonta's post-fight interview. Um, you know, you hear this from a lot of fighters. Um we heard this from Broner all the time over the years, like, oh, he's focused now. He's matured now. He's 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 ready to focus on boxing. It's 100 percent boxing. And then he just still ends up, um, as Andy said in the intro, uh, fucked out, sucked out, looking for a handout. Um, and I think at least based on the interview that that Davis gave, he did seem respectful. Um, I was surprised. I thought I thought he was going to go full. um mockery um full self-congratulations but no i he, he sounded he sounded reasonable he sounded intelligent uh and i think uh hopefully he'll show more of himself in the future to to, to move in that direction romero while he did better than i thought he was going to do in the ring he did uh end up kind of leaving me with a bad taste in the mouth because he, he oh, I think out. he leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he uh, he he ended up he like after all the talk, after all the hype, he walked out of the ring. Um, the commentator I was watching said he was going to get medical attention, but he I mean he was on his own two feet. He, he looked totally confused. But after all the talk. Um, and what Davis said, you know, we settled our beef like men. He should have stayed in there. I think he would have gained more respect staying in there, taking his L like a man and saying, I'll be back. Um, as it is, though, I don't think we're, I think this is kind of his final. This is this is going to be the peak of his career, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be the most money he made and the most spotlight he'll ever have on him unless he gets charged for a series of sexual battery or something like that. Um, <laughs> and then he you seems know. the type. Yeah, he, he, his accusations have been as as, as much right. I, I per, where I'll disagree with you though, Davis. I did think it was good for Ali to leave out of the ring because I thought he looked concussed, and I and I don't think concussions are anything to mess with. I, I think it's good to have protocol. Um, that's just me personally though. Um, there's um, I don't know if you guys ever played Fight Night, the the video game, but there's you know they have their dialogue in there, and Teddy Atlas it says. He's like, I once had a fighter, and he got hurt in a round. And after that, he went to fighting on instincts, and he did great for the rest of the fight. And you know what he said to me after? It's like, did I get knocked out? Oh, he didn't even know what was going on. It was like, wow, great story, Teddy. You let a fucking concussed fighter go for like eight more rounds. Good fucking job. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I don't know why. Like, why did you put this in that? Because you're fired. It's because a fireman, mate. It's because it's a bit. At least you won the fight, eh, Joe? Yeah, you you fuck you you go enough rounds getting battered, you are gonna think you're a fucking fireman, just gonna be walking around the house fucking pissing on things, thinking you're putting out flames. Um, so Rolly though, because he pulled a face, he pulled a face when he actually when he got stiffened before he hit the ropes, and he's like, I've just got knocked out of a dwarf. <laughs> no, fucking T Rex arms, man. Uh, Ricky Gra Gravel throwing us uh, 449 in there. Always appreciate it, my man. Hope you're doing well. Uh, always providing entertainment to the people of Twitter if they're lucky enough to know you. Steve, why don't you give us your thoughts on this fight? And uh, and where, do you, where would you like to see Davis moving forward? I, I, I keep thinking I just want the Cambosis Haney winner. That's really what I want. 
I'd be happy to see that, to be honest. My thoughts, controversial as they may be, and a lot of people aren't going to agree with this, but I love this fight. I thought it was tense. It was tight. You knew the explosion was coming, Matty. And when it did, it was going to be brutal. And love him or hate him, Javonta Davis, he's much what he's much watch TV for me, must-see TV. I'm sold on him. I think he's a star. I look forward to his fights every time. He packs the arenas out. He brings highlight reel knockouts every time. What more can you ask for? I mean, the fight itself, it was... Fairly tentative at the beginning. I was more intrigued by what was going on outside of the ropes. There seemed to be a bit of a, a scuffle, a bit of a crowd disturbance. Everyone was standing up all at once, and people. Yeah, Madonna, was... Madonna was there. Yeah, Madonna was there. Shots being fired. They were saying oh, in the evening. I, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, that that could easily be anybody done up as Madonna. The state of that. <laughs> I know, Honestly, she looked like it, it could have been what? Michelle Joy Phelps for all I know. Don't stand I mean, next to a fire like Jesus <laughs> they, tra- they, they trashed the Barclays Centre. I've been in the Barclays Centre myself and they absolutely trashed it. It looked like a state at the end. But Davis as well, I thought he was playing up a little bit. He was talking to the ref outside of the ring commentary, trying to talk to his mother. She was dancing on the screen. Everyone was having a good time. Doesn't seem to be affecting his performances at the moment, but something to watch out for. I recall his absent mentor, Floyd Mayweather, who obviously wasn't there last night. He used to do things like that, engage in a bit of ringside banter in his heyday, having American football discussions with Jim Lampley at ringside once when he was beating Henry Brucellas so easily. But anyway, uh, back to the present. Right up until the knockdown, I thought Romero was boxing pretty well. He was disciplined, he was calm, composed, used his size well, his awkwardness. He looked fast on the counter and he got dirty when he needed to, which we knew he'd done in the past. The elbows, the forearm. I was pleasantly surprised with him in the ring. Not so much afterwards when he stormed off like Broner, felt a bit sorry for himself. But as for Davis, he's a next level puncher, next level finisher. He's transcended boxing now. The American football people are there, basketball, hip-hop celebrities, all them. They're watching him, they're tweeting about him. He's truly arrived in a commercial sense. But the next stop now is better opposition in the ring. No more Rolly Romero's. All we need to see now is the level of opposition rise. Matty, to your point, we need to see him fight his peers. Ryan Garcia, he was at ringside. That's probably the next logical step for me if he's going to step outside the PBC ecosystem. Haney, Cambosos, the winner of that. Lomachenko, I'm going for it, man. I think he beats them all. Tiafimo Lopez would be interesting, but I think he's too far gone at the moment. He's going to be 140. Uh, exactly, he's going to move up. Like I said, physically he's gone, he's mentally gone. There'll be some trash talk heaven, but Lopez needs to sort himself out first now. Not many people are going to agree with this. I'm not messing around anymore. I'm all in on Team Tank. Let's fight the best of them. Let's fight his peers. I think he beats them all. Let's not, uh, let's not speak too soon about, you know, 140, because, you know, Tank was up at 140 for a while. He was the one who was, you know, looked too far gone. He was undisciplined. He was missing weight. He, he looked like a bit of a mess. Last night, he, uh, he, we weighed in at least the, the day before at 133 and a quarter, I think. that's That shows the discipline that he's he's saying that he's um, recovering. So, um, so, did anybody catch the rehydration weight? It's been interesting. Because I thought Romero, you know, looked pretty much well filled out on fight night. I didn't catch him. He looked in great shape. Really good shape. Davis's shape's interesting, isn't it? It's hard to tell with all those daft tattoos all over him. Has he got a belly? Has he got a six-pack? <laughs> I don't really know what kind of shape he's in because he's so heavily tattooed. Yeah, is that we kind of squat belt? And he was only about five four or something like that. Eh? His tattoo uh-huh. artist is absolutely incredible. I, I'll tell you that that rose that he has on its ch- on his chest, the oh, shadowing isn't the shadowing is incredible. But 
the what it takes to be able to get fucking ink to take properly colored ink to take properly on a black man's skin is incredible like that guy is a fucking incredible tattoo artist what he did there that is fucking nuts what about a tattoo on his head Matty? are you impressed with that i don't like head tattoos i think head <laughs> tattoos are fucking stupid of all well, the shit you get the tattooed on your head he has to look in the mirror to remember who he is it, <laughs> it looked like he had one of those like radio mics coming down to his mouth yeah. it looked ridiculous <laughs> It's it's awful, man. It, it's it's awful. Like I, it should have stopped after Tyson. After Mike Tyson's tattoo became the butt of jokes, it was so bad that people are willing to make jokes about Mike Tyson, who can kick your ass. You know, I, I think people would get out of that business. You know, and not only that, like Tank's tough, but a lot of these people with face tattoos, they're fucking pussies. Like they can't fucking fight. Like it used to be, if you had a tattoo on your head, that you're someone that you wouldn't fuck with. Nowadays, it's a fucking coin toss. Tosh says here, Matty, should have the teardrop on his face. You know, back in the day, the old Borstal dots would have been an indication that you'd been in the nick. So I think he needs the teardrop. There you go. If I can, that's how to show you're hard. Um, but uh, that, uh, I'll tell you what, that, that was a, a hell of a finish by Tank. Hell of a finish. I thought the referee did the right thing. Um, we'll see where he goes from here. Uh, hopefully it's a good opponent. Um, but, man. He's he's a he's a dynamite fighter uh, with a the hell of a fucking punch. What does he um, do though? I mean, is he contractually? I mean, he's meant to be a free agent from Floyd, now, right? I mean, does he go the free agent route and keep Al as his as his advisor? I mean, he can, he can hop over at the zone if he wants, but I don't think he would want to leave uh, Heyman's kind of like sphere. Definitely of keep of Al Andy. I think he will. Can't Absolutely. see him leaving Heyman. Can't. No, and, no. and I think Showtime seem to be really invested in in the sports still. Espinosa seems to kind of have his ear. And I've said it before. I thought I thought Floyd was actually inhibiting, you know, Gervonta's you know personality from coming out. It seemed to be like Floyd, especially when they did the, those all access episodes back, you know, a few years back. Floyd was in like, almost every other scene talking, and Gervonta never really got a chance to say anything. I think he's come across differently over the last two or three fights. He took his training camp away from Las Vegas to go down to Florida this time. So maybe he has screwed in that, and maybe this is him now getting it, getting it serious. But Steve says we need to see it now up against. You know, the big dogs now, you know, he's, he is the number one attraction. He's, he's complained in the past before, actually, about these guys, you know, like 135 and whoever it is, like Loma, maybe Haney. It's just like, it's just, it comes down to the money at the end of the day. You know, it's all it's about people demanding crazy stuff. Whilst at the same time, Giovanni is, has got a massive, massive following. So he is going to have a big say in how much money he's going to be taking home for it. He's exciting too, to... Andy, isn't he? I know. He watched Devin Haney against like Gambo and all them guys and he's yeah. like stinking the place out. Tank comes out, man, he just blasts people away. It's exciting, isn't it? That's what you want. You want to see knockouts. You know, part of that last night, I, says, I, I really enjoyed that last night. I thought it was different for, you know, for Tank. Where I go seek and destroy. He admitted that this post fight. Uh, interview with, with Jim Gray saying look if he'd fought him when he initially was meant to fight him he probably would have went steam ahead and probably met you know force with force and it might have been a wee bit more difficult for him so this time he's, he's had time to kind of like sit calm down and just kind of like you know play along with it and just I thought he, I thought it worked perfectly the last night happy to sit and probe wait for his moment and when it came he said it himself you know he hardly he had well according to him anyway he hardly touched him you know or hardly, hardly hit him and you know, he says post fight as well as the talks of a hand injury are, are false. So that's that's one bit of good news as well because some people were mentioning that maybe broke his hand. He did a weird wince. I think it was in the fourth or the fifth round. Fourth he threw like a hook yeah. to the body. 
What's with that Tracy Morgan pick you got? Oh, I don't know who Tracy life. Morgan is, but that looks like something I would have chained my BMX up with. Yeah. In the day. What you the don't know who that, Tracy man? Morgan is? I have no Comedian, idea. Comedian, he was on 30 Rock. What's no a shame idea. is what probably paid for those chains was his gigantic lawsuit from when he got hit by a fucking truck a few years back and not actually his acting and or comedy career. Steve, what type of BMX you got, mate? I mean, Christ, you chain about five up with that, man. What? Could have been Tracy Chapman for all I know. I've never heard of him, but I mean, fair play to the chain. Baby's got a gold chain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyhow, going down the undercard before we go down the rabbit hole of fucking 80s and 90s music. Um, There's Landy Lara with a TKO in the eighth round over Spike O'Sullivan landing that fucking left hand. Um, I'll tell you what. Dave, it looked like Laura was starting to slow down at points. And I'm like, fuck, leave it to Spike O'Sullivan to finally be the guy who wears down Laura when he gets over the hill. Nope. Fucking end of the eighth round, lands that fucking bomb, sends Spike into fucking oblivion. Um, he's he's not got the legs he used to have, but fuck, that left hand is still sharp as hell, isn't it, Dave? Is it a weird was that for me? Yeah, I said Dave. What did you say? I said Dave, and uh, I, I said Eris Landy Lara, that left hand. <laughs> that's Cindy in the background. No, that's my wife. I was looking at a rabbit outside the window. Ah. <laughs> Very important stuff. What's she, what's she um, them? That, that fight was the, – the fact that that was on a pay-per-view. And it was shocking to me that actually this was his first world title shot. How did he earn a world title shot? All he's done is – lost badly against every every step up in opposition he's had very badly not even really been in the fight and he's he's coming off of a win against a guy like a no name with a with a poor record how did he earn this so-called title shot it, it, it was an embarrassing match it's the mustache dude it's the mustache <laughs> i think it is yeah and yeah and, and, and then you know he sells i think because he's just a big plodding white bum who's like oh Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll get a good shot in, eh? Oh, throw me a point. Uh, but he was. Where in Cork is that accent from, Dave? <laughs> he was abysmal. He, it's um, an attempt at an Irish accent. I'm pretty sure, Steve. I'm pretty I sure. would have thought that after all the fights he's been in um, against some decent opposition, he would have got been a little bit better by now. But he he looked so basic. Maybe he's getting old too, so maybe he's just even even worse than he ever was. But he he didn't really have anything to offer. He got a couple counter shots in when <laughs> Laura was just like after maybe a round. Laura was like, "Okay, this guy can't do anything to me. I I don't need to really worry too much." Um, and he, and O'Sullivan got in a couple sh- glancing shots that didn't phase Laura at all. Didn't use his size well. Uh, he, he should like. Have you not watched any any tape on Laura at all? The guy's had a long career. He's been in a lot of good fights. Uh, well, not a lot of good fights. Some good fights. Um, if he if things are going his way, it's certainly not a good fight. But to make things go against Laura, you have to pressure him with volume, and that's what's happened before. That's what's gotten him before. Volume, the odd power shot, lay on him, make it ugly. He was awkwardly shuffling forward, not. Maybe maybe he just doesn't have it in him to, to, to throw in, in high volume. To be fair, Laura's old, but he's only like four or five years younger than Laura. I mean, he's not a fucking spring chicken. Yeah, he's 37, he's, uh, and Laura is supposedly 39, although to me, Laura looks quite a bit younger. 
it's weird with Cuba Cubans. I mean, sometimes they usually you think they're they're older, like Luis Ortiz, but Laura to me looks like he could pass for thirty. Um, but yeah, he looked he looked pretty good. He not as light on his feet as he has in the past, though, Laura. Uh, but that that happens with age. Uh, the left hand was good. The accuracy was good. Of course, O'Sullivan's head was right there for him to tee off on. It was uh, it was just it was just a showcase basically for Lara. But it was so like it was so predictable. It was just exactly what you would expect. This uh, big lump getting eating uh, straight left hands flush on the chin and some nice right hooks actually too. Uh, Laura did what he wanted and uh, the stoppage was appropriate. Although. Personally, I would have liked to see him get whacked a few more times just because it was a bit entertaining. He, like when he, he he looked like a drunk Irishman staggering around a pub every time he got whacked and he would just kind of stagger backwards. Sometimes he would fall, sometimes not. It, it was it was an OK showcase, but co-feature on a pay-per-view. Are you kidding me? Well, don't let Tucker Carlson hear you say that because he's going to find out that uh, you want a brown immigrant to take out a white guy and he's going to call it replacement theory. So, you know, be careful there, Dave. Uh I'll tell you what, uh, that uh, Strike's got balls, balls from uh, the, like you couldn't believe. He's a tough guy. Uh, he's been an interesting character in boxing. But um, it, it was a kind of odd undercard, and uh, that was an odd one to put uh, right beneath the main event. Uh, going down, my prediction was wrong. Rob, I don't even think paid attention to what he was saying. Um, but uh, – Jesus Ramos winning a unanimous decision over Luke Santa Maria, 98-92, two times. Uh, getting revenge. Results, by the way? What was the results for the prediction? Oh, you hold on a second. I'm going to get there. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, you know, uh, Abel Ramos is uh, Jesus's uncle, so getting that family revenge in there. Mm. Um, Andy, uh, interestingly enough, Steve is currently in the lead, I, I will tell you, based, uh, based upon this uh, – this previous week, he's got robbed by a single point, uh, and uh, you're four behind. I'm like 11 back. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm like so the LA I, Clippers in the 90s. What, did, what was the picks last week? Did they get them right? Uh, you got them both right. Over and uh, yep. And the back books had it, yep. The books actually set the line at uh, six and a half, so I set my line a couple under. Um, so yeah, I was off by about a round where it ended. Not bad, not bad. But uh, yeah, you're doing good. But man, I thought that. Um, if Abel, if or excuse me, if Jesus Ramos wasn't as big as he was, I don't think he wins that decision. I, I, I think it's one of those things just where he was the bigger guy with the more obvious eye-catching work. And a lot of that had to do with its size, Andy. Uh, well, what do you think on that one? I thought Santa Maria gave a really good account of himself. I've got to be honest, mate, the, the two uh, fights on this card, I actually had that one in the background, so very, very little I can add to it. I probably watched more of the Ramirez fight against Melendez to be honest. I thought Ramirez uh, deserved the win in that one to be honest with you. Um the Ramos Santa Maria fight, I think I seen the first two or three rounds. I thought it was kinda like meh at start with so I just kinda maybe just sacked off. Didn't really pay attention to the result. As for Spike O'Sullivan, I I've got to agree with Dave as well to be honest actually. I mean every time he stepped up in class he's always kinda got banged out always kind of frittered away, kind of on the fringe club journeyman levels of like either America or some of the bums for Europe, for example. I think the most exciting fight I saw him in actually was that time against Anthony Fitzgerald in Dublin, whereas it wasn't so much the fight, it was afterwards when he's celebrating on top of the, the ring ropes and, and the corner of Fitzgerald actually launches 
a wooden stool, literally missing spikes involved napper by like two two millimeters. I could that was not. Fitzgerald brother threw that at that fight. Uh-huh. You can literally see him just out of shot, just or slightly in shot as he just throws it and he kinda like because of the weight of it, he kinda like staggers back, comes in the comes in the camera shot. That's about the most exciting thing I I can recall his Spike's career actually, as I say, he's got stepped up against Eubank, I think. Um was Lemieux in there as well, Mungia. He just becomes a bag for the guys at that level, unfortunately. So that's all I can, I can add to the, the undercard, to be honest with you, mate. Steve, I, uh, you caught the uh, Santa Maria Ramos fight, I believe, didn't you? I did. Um, I was you know, it, I'm, there's yeah. only four fights that Andy had to watch, Steve, like this week. There's only four. And, uh, and well, he managed to not. We'll let him off. I, I saw all of them, but yeah, I've slightly cooled on Ramos after that performance. I still think he can be in exciting fights and he'll be a problem for anyone at the weight, but Santa Maria showed maybe a little bit of a blueprint there. Ramos, tall, strong, bit of a weight bully, and it was his physical prowess that took over as, the, as they went down the stretch. He started to dominate, but early on, I thought he got caught leaning at times, static head, square on, a little bit too much for my liking. If he can rectify that, he'll... You know, he'll still struggle to beat the top guys, and there are a few red flags, but he won well. Needs to iron out a few things. He's only a young prospect, but I was singing his praises in the last one. But, yeah, it was definitely a weight thing in that. And as for the other fight that Dave was talking about, I'm actually liking this less mobile version of uh, Erislandi Lara. He's not as agile as he was, you know, in the Canelo era, not as elusive. He has to stand and trade a little bit more. And... It was, it was about distance and range for Spike. Whenever he got inside, Crowd, he cut the distance, went to the body. He had little bits of success here and there, but he looked less likely to get caught flush was the main thing. Whenever he stepped off, didn't work, let Laura work. Laura's hands were just too fast for him, and he was just banging trouble. Laura's counter-punching abilities, his accuracy, too much to handle. Spike's face was busted up from the second round. The left hook to the body was there for him. Jarrett Hurd. He landed that shot against Lara, but Heard and O'Sullivan, two different, completely different calibres of fighters. It was just Spike's toughness that prolonged about in the end. He'd have stuck in there all night, but he took some dangerous headshots. It was a compassionate stoppage in the end. I have a soft spot for Spike. I saw a lot of his early fights coming up on the Dublin scene, Cork scene. He has his limitations. He was an exciting puncher early on. He's a nice guy, and he's had a lot of good shots. He would have earned some money. Hopefully, he's invested it decently. Pascal Collins in the corner, nice guy too, but it was getting uncomfortable to watch towards the end. Not really sure what they were doing, putting that on a chief support. Bit shit, to be honest. They should have had another fight. It felt like there should have been another fight. Melendez, Ramirez, then Ramos. Then you could have put Lara Spike on, then something else, then Romero Tank. But I mean, I didn't pay for it anyway, so I don't care. I did. I did. You paid for it, so they wonder you to sit and watch your four fights. What fights did you watch on Friday night? Now you're talking about. Watch shit on Friday night. Well, there you go then. So, what you gave me grief for only watching two fights for? Because it wasn't during the night. I might have been at work in the afternoon when those fights were on. Yeah, well, he just says once you get to my age and you got kids uh, having sleepovers and that with your your own kids, (laughs) right? At forty year old, right? Then you can come back to me and start giving me shit about what I watched. Three years younger. I'm like three years younger than you. Move on then before your sperm starts to dry out. (laughs) I don't want to have fucking kids. (laughs) How old are you, Matty? I'm 37. Have we not discussed how I don't Mm. want to share my Oreos with anybody? 
fuck that. They're my goddamn Oreos. You got to share your fucking Oreos. Then you got to pay for them to share go to college. Them. You're joking. You don't get any of them, Mate. That's yeah. the rules. They eat more. Yeah. He's such and a libertarian. He doesn't even want to be a socialist and, parent. And if you're fucking, and if you're fucking lucky when you're in your old age and you can't barely move and they come and visit you, maybe just maybe they bring you some snacks to make up for all the ones that they fucking jacked from you over the first 18, 20 years of their life. Maybe 30 if they end up dwelling in your goddamn basement. I, I don't see the point. See that. Let that the species die. Let the species die. That is a classic. When, when I hear boxers say, well, you've never boxed, so you, you've never allowed an opinion. Well, Matty, you're not a parent, so you've never allowed an opinion either. <laughs> I was a child. I didn't enjoy it for a fucking moment. It was terrible. Fuck me. That's it. You're so misanthropic, man. I feel, <laughs> I feel for you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I, I like dwelling in the darkness, Steve. It's not the worst place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Andy, but you did see the the ramirez melendez fight i'll give you a break on that why don't you break down the fight for me i i did think that melendez landed the sharper shots throughout the fight even if not the most active fighter who did you have one in the fight you said melendez no i i said i thought he landed the sharper shots but i wasn't scoring that one too heavily i i just wasn't well, as I say, is I had I don't I don't three speed. There wasn't as I say, I don't in the background. I thought Ramirez won the fight. I thought he was he worked the body pretty well, more active. I think. Well, I say I don't I don't buy into the 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 stats as much, but I think it was it was kind of switched. Ramirez had more more body shots landed compared to head shots, or Melendez I think possibly was ahead on that 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 specific target. But to be honest, I just preferred Ramirez's work for what I seen of it. To be honest with you, so I thought he was more than a worthy winner. Um, I'm just trying to remember where I last saw him, actually, Edward Ramirez. Who was it he fought? Was there another top name? Yeah, I was faced? thinking that. He fought somebody on another Showtime undercard, didn't he? Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was. I knew, he I scored knew a couple of knockouts in a row off of right hooks. Kind of came out of fucking nowhere from there. Um, and then, God, who did, yeah. yeah who did he Big yeah. well Mariaga. Matt, uh, there you go, Mariaga. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was on the Javonta. Mariaga, didn't he? It was on the Javonta Isaac Cruz undercard he was. There you go. He fought oh, Selby. He fought, as we say, he's fought Selby as well. That's probably where I maybe remember him from. Oh, I, I didn't remember that one. There you go. Which Selby? Lee Selby. Ah, featherweight champ. I don't remember that fight actually. I'm sure he should have got schooled. Yeah, I just I thought in that fight, it's it, watching it at regular speed because you know I paid for the fucking thing. Um, it uh, the. I think it, that 98-92 card was ridiculous. I, I think that needs to be addressed, number one. That 98-92 card was ridiculous. Uh, the the draw card, the 96-94 card, definitely closer to reality. Dave, did you see this one? Yes, I did. I'm not too familiar with either guy prior to the fight. They, did, they were hyping up Melendez. It, it seemed like he was maybe the fave. Um, his trainer was talking about how, you know, he's got a special guy here. Uh, if you're a special guy, if you're going to be, you know, a star fighter, you got to do better than that. Um, I thought maybe he did deserve it. I wasn't scoring it to be fair, but I thought he had the better cleaner shots. Um, but he did leave enough space for the judges to give it to the other guy. Absolutely. The 98, 92 card was way off, but um, it was actually, you know, a reasonably competitive, interesting fight to watch, just not fought at a, you know, excellent level. Matty, can I ask something about this fight, actually? Um, I noticed yeah. that uh, Gilberto Ramirez calls himself Zerdo 
which I believe is Spanish, is like left-hander, as in a southpaw. The lad yep. who fought the twist last week, uh, the Dominican fella on the Showtime undercard, also called himself Zerdo, but Ramirez calls himself Zerdito. So what is that called? Like the little left-hander or something? Yeah, little, yeah. little Zerdo. Yep. There's, um, I, got a, I got a good recommendation for you guys if you got Netflix. When they came back out with the Mystery Science Theater 3000 reboot a few years ago, they did one, and it was called uh, like the 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 creature from Hollow Mountain, and it was just such a fucking awful racist movie. And there was this old drunk Mexican guy named Pancho, and his son name was Panchito. It's just a, so yes, that is well within the language. It's little 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 lefty, just like Panchito is little Pancho. I thought so. I'm glad we cleared that one up for the listeners. <laughs> but if the listeners want that, that shit's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> God damn, I need to watch that later. Um, that's uh, you know, and uh, Andy, you said you saw some stuff from Russia on Friday. Um, I, I yeah. know you're a big supporter of the Russians. Why don't you uh, tell me what you saw? Yeah, uh, well, first I'll start with a German card. Actually, I never, which you know, because there was no action on for the UK last night. Um, we decided maybe have the German card on, but it was pay per view, so I sacked it off. Um, Kevin, safety pin Johnson dropped the eight round decision. But um, the, the Russian card that you mentioned, big upset, to be honest with you. Maxim Vlasov, I think he's highly ranked, or was highly ranked there, maybe with three of the bodies, light heavyweight, sorry, light heavyweight, sorry, got pretty much beat down against uh, Delmurod Satibaldiev from Kyrgyzstan. Smashed to the body, got dropped uh, at least once, if I can recall. Got, I think he got a cut. Then the Bellin, possibly around about round four, round five. Um, he's even come out post-fight and said he's retiring as well. So he says the last night had a horrible performance. Can't find the motivation to fight anymore. Even if it didn't uh, become world champion, I think I had an interesting career with many great battles that I very much enjoyed. Um, so yeah, Maxim, Maxim Vlasov is now no longer in the light heavyweight division or ranked. So good night to him. Um, he always was an undercard. Actually. He was he was a good fighter, man. He's all right. He, he definitely should have nipped a few more decisions than he got credit for. Um, yeah. Joe Smith Jr. Man, that one, fuck, that could have really gone his way. That was probably his last possible, maybe his last chance to be honest with me. Had the the Golaki fight was there for him as well eh, to be one, let that one slip. Um, beat Chalemba, who beats him. Um, but probably his, one of his best fights I can recall him having. Actually, was probably the one against uh, Rakim Chakakev back in. Was it early 2015 or something? Um, there was multiple knockdowns galore in that one. I think even Vlasov had been down, Chakoyev had been down at least three or four times. So that one always kind of stuck out to me as well. Um, I think he fought Duradoa. Um, he was, you know, value for a you know for a short period of time. So yeah, fair play to him. So yeah, look, he, he goes out. It was it was to be honest with you, it, it was just a man and what you know how he got beat, and then obviously Bellin like that. So. Clearly, the motivations are there. What's the point of you know hanging in there in a, in a ten round or taking more punishment? Which that guy was was laying was definitely laying it on him. Um, so he decided just to just to bail. So good luck to him. All right. Well, and that's uh, boxing from around the world this week from the VPN of Andy Patterson. I uh... I was free air on yeah, YouTube actually. So have they had the. The Russians, the Russians haven't actually banned access to that YouTube channel yet, so it's all good then. Dude, send me fucking links when you got those things. Just send them to me on fake on Facebook Messenger. Get on the Tim Box here was um, Discord server, man. You got all the fights on there. I am on Discord now. You'll have to send me a link. I guess I'll have to do that. Don't do that to him, Andy. 
Oh, mate, can you imagine the parlay he's going to be able to kind of stack up? I mean, that, that Ricky, <laughs> Ricky Graville was fighting on Mexico there last night. You could have had him watch free, free air on Facebook. Oh, my God, it was all happening. Um, you could even, Matty, I know he loved to pay for your boxing. You could even watch that German card uh, on Bill Plus for subscription. I think it was seven euros. You know, value for money, mate. He's going to be doing parlays on freaking Indonesian flyweights and stuff. Oh, mate, it'll be insane. You know, can imagine the Egyptian fights will we ever get to see the Persian rug getting brought back out. It'll be better on that. Uh, I don't think I'm that. I don't think I'm quite that sick. Yeah, you're there, mate. You're I'm, there. I, I was up this uh, th- this weekend. This, I, I placed three bets just kind of fucking around. I, I put a, just a few bucks in, in the literal term on Spike O'Sullivan to win. I put uh, five bucks on Santa Maria to win. Big underdog. He was paying almost seven to one. I did. I thought the. I thought there was value in that. I win or lose, there was value in that bet. Uh, but the bet that I won, but the bet that I won, I put uh, ten bucks on the Davis uh, Romero fight to end in rounds four through six. So suck that dick. I'm up for the weekend. Much two dollars. Uh, fourteen. Mate, you wouldn't even get your toss sucked for that, man. Well, and then you also have to consider I spent 75 bucks on the pay-per-view, so I guess I'm down 60. Yeah, exactly, mate. So, <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, you're, there's you're a lot of your, ways to look at your own then, basically. <laughs> Maddie, this is why you can't afford snacks for both yourself and your non-existent children. I got a calm in my bank account. I can afford snacks for more than myself. Yeah, Matty, I was thinking, we, we had we had Donny on last week, we got Hey Today of this week, what do you think about uh, Gabe, the clansman, no Lewis, coming back next week? No chance, that, man. That'd be interesting. I have, have you guys heard hiding her hair from Gabe? No, no, Ben was worried about him after that shooting last week as well. <laughs> it's I not him you need to be worried about, it's everybody in his vicinity. I, I don't think that Gabe, Gabe has the mobility to pull off anything of that nature. <laughs> what is he these days, man? He's been MIA for like six months. He comes so, for like a year nonstop, and then he disappears for a couple of years. That's been his kind of uh, so, pattern, hasn't it? Here you go, Andy. Here, here's some good fucked up shit for you, I, just to give you an idea. I, uh, about a month ago, uh, I placed $7.68 on a long-term parlay with the Los Angeles Dodgers to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates Scotty Scheffler to make the cut, David Benavidez to win, Gervonta Davis to win, Stephen Fulton to win, and Jamal Charlo to win. Um, and uh, if I hit uh, those last two, I'm going to make a grand total of $19.94. Dude. <laughs> I hit, I've hit everything so far, you, though. I like fucking around. Who fucking cares? I'm speechless. Literally, you're, you're not even playing the long odds, man, even. Jesus, suffering. Yeah, well, you get dude. I'll tell you the reason you got to do that. Sometimes the odds, like on Fulton, get wide and shit like that. You nip the value early because if it's an obvious kind of thing, the money tends to move one direction. The bet is renting your ass. Really make money, mate. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but yeah, we'll talk into what I have coming up because actually, over the next ten days, my next parlay, all those are uh, in the next ten days. So we have exciting things going on here. Really exciting things. Let's see if this comment is good from uh, Boran BKK. Salon uh, says, uh, seems like Matchroom really missed a trick not promoting uh, Bivol more outside the ring the last few years. He's a likable fella, the kind UK fans could get behind. Steve, is Bivol uh, more than just a mar- marketable boxer? Is he a marketable personality? 
I'm not sure if he's a marketable personality necessarily, but he definitely has a personality about him. I think a lot of people were impressed with him after the Canelo fight. He had, he had a bit about him. He was funny. He dealt with the political situations, which is bollocks in my opinion. Right beforehand, people were trying to put it on him about Russia. I think he dealt with it very well. Afterwards, he was taking the piss out of Eddie, which is always a tick in my box. Eddie, he knows the crack. He's not stupid. Eddie had no interest in him whatsoever. He can talk about sliding into Maxim or whatever his name is, DMs, and, oh, I believed in all along. No, he didn't. He's on the Canelo train, just like now he's pretending that the Bivol fight never happened. Oh, he's too small for 175. Let's get him back down to fight Golovkin, beat Golovkin, a shell of his former self, and forget the Bivol fight ever happened. Bivol's a character. I like him, and I'm glad he got it, and I hope he gets the rematch, and I hope he beats him again, and shit on Eddie for it. Eddie's no interest in him whatsoever, and um, I don't know. I don't think he'd become marketable to the UK fans, but he's definitely done himself... Um, a lot of good now going forward. He's going to get more paydays, more opportunities, more power to him. I thought he handled himself brilliantly afterwards and showed that he's a funny character and he knows the game. He knows the score. He's not stupid. He knows Eddie and them have no interest in him whatsoever. And he upset the apple cart. It's a fair play to him. I like him. There you go. Steve likes him. Why don't other people like him? I, I tend to think that hmm. Steve is a good judge of character. And, uh, you know, you seem like a decent guy. Wow. He's, he's also likable as well because they tried to fucking job him on the scorecards. <laughs> they you really know? gave a rip. They really tried to give him everything, didn't they? They really tried to give him it. And then it was like, well, you know, it got to the point where you couldn't rob him. You couldn't rob him, but they tried everything they could. So fuck the judges in that fight, by the way. Disgraceful. I was checking out the uh, the highlight, just the shortened version on YouTube. Um, this week, and that they edit it to make it look like Canelo is like well in the fight and like it's actually close. And you can hear the commentators say, Oh, it's possible Bivol upset the apple car here, but it's close. It's like, it's, yeah, everybody, the whole fix was in for Canelo, but you know, he when you get beaten, I don't know, probably what was it like 10 yeah, 2? I, I don't think I gave Canelo aye, two rounds, 10 2, possibly, aye, definitely. Yeah, that it was really man. It, even four rounds is probably stretching a bit for, you know. It... <laughs> Anyways, it, 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 as long as you get the W, right? The, the W is what counts. Yeah, but I was saying that it, it kind of like gives them, like, you know, you know, anybody coming up 10, 15 years later who's like, maybe like Baby Arms just now, they come up 10, 15 years later, become boxing fans, look through the list. Ah, Canelo had a close fight with but the Dimitri Bivol there, by the way. You know, that type of thing. Like, Up at 175, I know exactly. 10-2, I had it. Anything closer is an absolute stretch. Stretch more than Eddie's forehead. 115, 113 is absolute <laughs> bollocks, and everybody knows it. <laughs> you did, Ed. <laughs> that was as savage as Javonte Davis's left hand by the last name. Poor oh, Raleigh Romero. Oh, God. Highlight real audio there, Matty. Yeah. yeah. Better clip that shit for the next please, intro. Lads. That's about 45 minutes on Steve. Uh, all right. We got a question from James Windsor. Who wins? Dignum versus Cash. <laughs> Who do you got in that one, Andy? Uh, Danny Dignum against Felix Cash. Sure. What else? Yeah, no, no. It's Danny Dignum versus Johnny Cash. Johnny, well, it's going to be Danny Dignum, isn't it? You wouldn't pick Dignam to beat Johnny Cash, Andy, I think, after last week, would you? <laughs> well, They're suppose... both in a similar position where they slept. <laughs> well, I suppose if you actually put them in a drunken like, position and say, right, wait, walk home and try and throw a punch, then we'll be able to see who's who's, who's the most gassed. Um, I'll go Felix Cash, mate. I eight one points. 
think he's a big hitter, to be honest with you. I feel it's cash. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see he wins on points. Steve, I think you got to go that way because I think that what happened to Dignam is going to fucking haunt him like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I, I don't think Dignam will fight again. I honestly don't. I think that was one of them things that just changes you. And as for the fight itself, Cash stopped Bentley, and I was always a bit of a Bentley fan, so I think Cash would stop Dignam as the fight goes on. So I would go Cash by stoppage after what we saw last week. Dignam had never fought a 12-rounder. He wasn't even top five in his own country. He was top five in the WBO in the world, but he wasn't top five in his own country. I mean, what more do you need to know? There you go. That uh, it, Well, it's just like there's all these, you know, quote, unquote title fights like they're just i guess they are because they call them that but are they really a title fight at the end of the day it's some shit just doesn't make sense what was that title that lara had their last name was that a title fight wb he has the wba super i don't is it the super it's the no, world I, isn't it i, I think I, someone I, else must have the super all right what do you call it? let's see golovkin there you go. Aye. Yeah, must have the world or the regular or something like that. They, they did away with the interim, didn't they? So must be the, hey, the world. Mm-hmm. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. Dave, it looks like we're getting Canelo versus Golovkin 3. We do. Have, I'm trying to kill some time before Rob gets here. He's, he's fucking things up per usual. What are your thoughts going into this? I, I, I think we kind of all thought clearly for Canelo before the Bevo fight, but Man, that fight could fuck with Canelo's head a little bit, don't you think? Yeah. Well, do, do we know what weight it's at? 68, I think. 68, I believe. Is, yeah. Has Glove has yeah. Glovkin even fought there yet? I no, he has not. He's had one yeah. fight. He's had what? He's not had one fight at 68? I don't think so. No. I don't think he's so. Fought, he's fought middleweight purely Steve since Rose. he went. Steve Rose, I think, was... No, there, was, one, was... there was one fight he had at 68, I'm convinced. Oh, uh, maybe that was because he didn't want to make middleweight, but maybe not strictly 168. Yeah. Maybe Rolls put... Yeah, no, because I think they've all been title fights. Nah, Rolls was the first fight back after losing to Canelo, so I don't think he had the title. Then he then he beat Derevichenko for the title. I could be wrong. I'm only going off my top of my head I'll, here. I'll, I'll check it. Well, I would expect another competitive fight, um, reasonably competitive. If Golovkin is slipping, if his body is starting to break down, we could see a stoppage. I don't think it's likely, though. He ate bombs from Canelo and other guys and, and, didn't, and never budged. Um, I don't know that we've ever really seen him hurt. Not to the head, but to the body. Both Derevinchenko and Murata hurt him to the body. Oh, Murata did. Okay. I didn't see that fight. I only saw that. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, considering how, how Golovkin looked against Murata, and it took him a while to get really, you know, to get him, you know, get started up. He hated uh, those body shots, as you mentioned, Matty, and it took him, it, to me at least, took him a few rounds to kind of somewhat recover from it. And then they obviously kind of started putting the beating on, on Marata, but Yeah, I so just... I, I think you have to favor Canelo, not just because of, um, you know, the judges will be in his corner, but because Golovkin's old and he's been showing signs, apparently. I mean, he showed signs before the Marata fight as well. Um, he hasn't looked the best. He's looked a bit old. And, and for, for me, he lost to Jenny Jacobs. But that said, I thought Golovkin won the previous two Canelo fights, definitely the first one. Um, the only two people who don't think he won that one are Don Trella Sr. and Adelaide Bird, I think. And uh, the second one, um, it was certainly closer, but I thought he won. I thought he landed more punches and outboxed Canelo, actually, there. They kind of reversed roles in terms of who was coming forward and putting on the pressure. But, uh, yeah, I thought he won both those fights. 
I think I, I had that think, a draw for some reason. I think I think it's I think it's probably coming to the end, and this might be the perfect time for Canelo to kind of put a nail in that trilogy. Um, but of course, the records show that he's he's the only one in that trilogy so far with a victory, which is absurd. Yeah, Steve, that's kind of an interesting thought on that because I'm I've, maybe I'm counting Golovkin out too early though because I think I've scored. 14 or 15 of the 24 rounds against Canelo for Golovkin? I think that it's going to be an uphill battle for Golovkin for a number of reasons. His age, his inactivity, the rust is not going to help him. And the fact that even at his peak, the peak of his powers, he couldn't get a win over Canelo. They wouldn't give it to him. So how on earth is he going to be any better, any stronger now to get the decision? So that's one thing going against him for a start. He ain't going to get the win. I think for the first eight or nine rounds, I think it'll be competitive. I don't see it being a blowout. I'm not saying this based on Canelo's performance against Bivol, by the way. And I don't read anything into that. I think he's back down at 168. Golovkin's never fought at 168. He, he seems to have the sign over Golovkin already from the previous two fights. And I think that Golovkin will push him pretty close. But down the stretch, it's going to be difficult with the body shots taking their toll. And he might be clinging on for dear life towards the end. Of, well, maybe not for dear life, but it'll be, t- it'll be a tough battle and he'll win. Uh, a reasonably close but conclusive points win for Canelo. I don't think he will stop Golovkin, and I think it'll be more p- competitive and closer than people think. And I don't think Golovkin will just go out. I think he has a lot of pride, and I think he still has fitness about him. He looked like shit against Marata. Didn't look great against Derevinchenko, but he can give anyone a hard night's work. But I'm going to go for Canelo. Reasonable points, uh, victory for him. I'm not happy about the way they're sliding down, trying to pretend that the Bivol fight never happened, but I don't read anything into that Bivol loss because it's completely different styles. And the fact Canelo has beaten Golovkin before when he was a much better version of Golovkin says to me that I just, I'd be very surprised if Golovkin got the win. He's going to have to stop Canelo, which, I mean, he's going to be juiced to the gills, isn't he? Canelo on points for me, close, conclusive win. You know, I got to disagree with Steve a little bit on that one, Andy, in that I think that, Golovkin has a similar skill set to Bevel, but he's not as big as Bevel. And I think that makes a little bit of a difference. I think pound for pound, he's a better puncher, but their punch choices, very similar. Lots of straight punches, and then they kind of finish off with the hook once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not big movers around the ring. They're more subtle, uh, you know, subtle shifts and things like that. I, I think there are some similarities, but the size. It, that, that's such a big difference. Yeah, it's probably a fair point actually to make. And it just again, it's, it's just it's just the timing, unfortunately, for us. You know, say that back in the time that you know, after the rematch, we wouldn't want to see a third fight. It's I think it's, be, I think it's getting made purely out of desperation. You know, Golovkin's got a deal with the zone. It was mega money. Eddie's Eddie's scrambling for a big fight, mate. He really is, and this is what we're getting. You know, they, they know that Canelo can't afford another loss to Bivol immediately and then, you know, try and, you know, mark up him somewhere else for another big fight. They need the Golovkin fight and they need a kind of pay-per-view fight, something to sell, and they'll, 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 they'll try and sell it hard, to be honest. But everybody who, who knows their boxing, watches enough boxing, knows it's not the same Golovkin. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if, it, if there is a stoppage, you know, considering... But Canelo's been getting some of these decisions, at least. Not who knows. The body work really concerns me, considering how hurt he got. And Marat is a, a decent hitter, to be honest. But I think Canelo's be a bit kind of slightly better than him. And obviously, he targets the body mostly by his, uh, his style, anyway. Um, but I think it's I think it's written down basically for Canelo to win 
possibly well on the cards, I think. But who knows? We might get a moment where golf can might just turn the clock back. Maybe he does catch him with a shot. I can't see anybody getting knocked knocked. I can't see golf can knocking at Kel, to be honest with you. Um maybe hurt him a few times. Um Yeah, I at this point, mate, I, I just don't know. I mean, what is Golovkin in 41, 42? He's still in activity. First fight back in two years. He's going to... I, I don't know. I really don't know at this point. It's just... It's just it's all written for Canelo to win this fight. It's not his first fight back in two years. He just fought Murata. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. His first fight, his first fight back in, in two years and he's coming right into Canelo fight. Um, I, I'd like to have seen him maybe have another fight, actually, to see again... But again, it's just it's all about timing. So that's just it's about just wanting a payday. That's what it is. You know, in terms of skill sets, now yeah, look, Bivol is is bigger. Um, but at this point, Golovkin's just old. He's in his forties. He's he's just an old fighter. You know, yeah, he has. Steve says he's got pride. He's still got enough about him. Uh, you know, but at this point, it's just he's no Triple G anymore. That's just that's my point. You know, he's no guy. It's 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 bad to hurt his opponents, icing them. You know, looked awful in his last fight. Um, Devdachenko, Steve says, and that it was it was a hard night's work, but it was it was a very tough fight. Daniel Jacobs pushed him close as well, um, and obviously he's had the two the two struggles with with Canelo as well. So at this point, obviously the, the length of amateur career he's had as well, it's going to catch up with him at some point. And I think that time is now uh, personally. Yeah, you you have to consider that he's fought like what is it forty fights now at middleweight, maybe. And, and, and anyone jump in if you think I might be right. Maybe he'll, Golovkin will actually look better at 168. Making weight won't be as big of a deal. Maybe he'll look stronger. I don't know. I don't know either, mate, to be honest. But I thought he looked kind of, especially after the rehydration and anyway, the Marata fight, I thought he looked a bit soft, to be honest. Bit coffee, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Maybe a guy who's maybe struggled, struggled to make the weight and then just packed on a, a bit too much. Um, looked a bit floaty to me, I. Eh? I'll tell you what, though, Matty, I know that uh, given my prediction, that's like the reality, the kind of head of the prediction. But my heart, I, I would love to see Golovkin win this fight. He'd be absolutely class, imagine. Yeah. Big juice head himself getting knocked out. Big fat Reynoso in his corner. The Botox Lego sex doll crying at ringside. He's amazing. He's on. Oh, you can imagine all the interviews and that. He'd be like, wow. He's little know. Armani Jim Jams and all. <laughs> Brilliant. Listen, Matty. I know you're a betting man, but just cover cover some of that parlay money just in case it would happen, mate. That would be glorious. Like it would be fantastic for that to happen. What I I think uh, that because obviously Glovkin's going to be an underdog. I bet you can probably uh, play both uh, Glovkin to win and Canelo by stoppage and uh, come out uh, come out winning if either hits. It would be great though just to get like. I don't see it's a big fight, but I, I get I get why people will say it's a big fight. But it'd be great just to get an absolute upset, something miraculous, you know, like Canelo getting properly iced, you know, he can't beat the count or whatever it is, or needs oxygen or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> he needs oxygen. <laughs> in the ring, obviously, right? But he's all, right. He, he, he wakes up okay, right? Um, put that disclaimer in there before anybody goes mental. But you know, just something, just a, a massive, like like an Andy Ruiz jo- Joshua moment. You know, something like along those lines. Something just brilliant to unite the whole boxing world, just for like one day only. It'd be absolutely amazing if it was to happen. Dave, I see you're off. Uh, you're uh, unmuted. Yeah. You want to I'm say I'm with Andy and Steve both. I mean, I would love it. I would love to see it. I just don't. 
think it's likely uh, at this point because, I mean, we all wanted that to happen, and many of us thought that was going to happen in the first fight. Um, we thought that Golovkin was, you know, maybe a little bit more special than he has turned out to be. I, I'm not saying he's, he's you know, like a, a total disappointment bad fighter. No, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a great fighter. He, he's a great fighter. I'm just saying... I think there was some some level of some people thought you know he's got this ama- he's the full package he's got this amazing jab and the jab alone will will beat up Canelo you know you like he's going to be knocked out by the jab you, uh, there was just a lot of a lot of uh, hyperbolic talk about Golovkin prior to that first Canelo fight um, and even though he did in my opinion clearly win it um, he didn't really hurt Canelo. Uh, not really. Maybe maybe once with an overhand right, and then in the second fight, I don't think he hurt him at all. So I, I think the power was uh, a bit hyped off of some of the lesser opposition Golovkin fought. Could be the case. Could be the case. Good conversation. like to thank the people in the chat. Leon the Canteen, Alex Bellotti, Slappy Gilmore, Jim McDonald Boxing, Johnny the Equine Fallis Nelson. Tosh Takagulu, Junior Malone. I hate your fucking name, dude. I love you, but I hate your fucking name. High Guard Plotter, Youngers 27, Cal Chads, Michael Thompson, Chris Butler, Dale Baker, Deench, Kane White, Willie Outstand 86, Big A, Sad Ken, Mandius. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Ricky Gravel for dropping in that super chat. Hoping Rob wanders in here. Haven't seen him yet. God love him. Hopefully he gets here soon. Um, there's some interesting cards going on. Uh, some worth discussing, some not. Just a heads up Thursday from Montreal. Got Maziam Ogdenese versus uh, Juan Antonio Rodriguez. Uh, Maziam is at 16-0. and 0. And also on that card, Steve, this might actually be a point worth discussing. Charles Conwell, 16-0. and 0. Good wins under his belt. Facing Abraham Juarez Ramirez, 19-9. Junior middleweight. What the fuck is this talented kid doing? Yeah, Charles Conwell. Um, I think he's an Olympian. I'm not sure. We were discussing this again off air. He's 24 years of age, 16 and 0. He's been on Ring City. He's been on Showbox cards. I think I saw his. I've seen his last few fights actually against Wendy Toussaint. That was a good fight. Um, pretty even competitive fight till Conwell stopped him. Then he fought another undefeated guy, Madiar Ashkaev. Again, I think that was another Showbox card. Or that might have been the Ring City card. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And then in his last fight, again, beat another undefeated fighter. He obviously had that ill-fated win over Patrick Day as well. And he's, he's got some really good wins, Conwell. I don't know why he's not been picked up by a, a better quality promoter and really pushed along here. He's in Montreal fighting Ramirez. Considering the fact he's fought Toussaint 12-0, Ashkaya 14-0, then stepped up and beat Rubio 18-0, and now he's fighting a 19-9 and guy. I like to see him active. He's been out the ring for nearly a year. But you'd like to think that whoever his handlers are can find him something better than this. It's on uh, Quebec, Yvonne Michel promotions on a Thursday evening. Come on, man. Let's let's get on board. Charles Conwell, he's a good fighter. Someone pick him up and get him some decent fights. And I'm looking on the undercard there. And the main event, in fact, Maslin Azkaniz. Never heard of him. Don't know what's going on there. Yeah, let's get behind Conwell, Matty. I think he can do big things. Yeah, you just got to get the opportunity. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets that chance. Um, but that is from Montreal on Thursday. I don't. He's a nice, patient boxer. You know, he can punch a bit as well. He he works his opponents out. He grinds them down. He gets the stoppages. There's a lot to like from Comer. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to think of, of last time I really remember seeing him. But I remember seeing him, and I remember he looked good. But he's just one of those guys that they haven't pushed. Um, uh, amidst all this crap that they throw at us, it doesn't belong on television. Um, there's some stuff that does belong on television, though. The Zone on Saturday. Decent enough main event. The undercard, meh. Sky Nicholson continuing her uh, ascent up the women's featherweight ranks, taking on Gabriella Bouvier over eight two-minute rounds, taking that step up. Uh, 130-pound uh, clash between Farouk Kurbanov and Zelfa Barrett. Um, but Andy, I, I guess the most interesting fight on there, actually, I don't know if it is that interesting. Uh, it could be a wipeout. You never know. 130-pound IBF title clash, uh, Kenichi Ogawa against Trio Gordina. What are your thoughts on that one, Senor? Um, I guess an interesting enough fight, to be honest with you. Um, probably at this point, um, it's, it's obviously, well, obviously it's Joe Cardina's toughest fight to, in, in his pro career, obviously. Um, I think he's only had something like is it, is it 12 fights or something as a pro. But whatever it's going to be, mate, you know, Ogawa's slightly tainted as well with that past drugs uh, a drugs test. It was a couple of fights back, whenever it was a few years ago as well. But he's a decent, strong enough fighter. Actually, he's got a decent enough jab. He's he's energetic. He comes he comes forward, probably lobs in the right hand a fair bit. Ogawa, uh, Cardina's more a kind of classic boxer. You know, good amateur, decent jab, throws it to head and body. Can switch it up. I just wonder though if. Um, from what I've seen him in the past, at least in the Cardina, I think he can look to maybe take, you know, not so much rounds off, but he kind of like takes moments off during rounds. Um, and I think that's when Ogawa might just be up in it. So, it, again, I think Cardina probably knows himself it's his toughest fight, so he needs to be switched on for it. Um, providing we get, you know, a fair shake on the cards, um, I suspect we'll get a close, very close uh, decision win for Joe Cardina. Um, I would not be surprised though if we do get an upset, maybe a possible knockout because we just don't know how tested or how seasoned Cardina really is. Really, um, obviously, his conditioning is his ability to take a shot at everything. Um, Ogawa's got, I think, he's got a fair knockout percentage in that as well. And he has mixed at a higher level, especially even even domestically and internationally, and in that he's, he's he's competed at a higher level. So we'll wait and see. But I think at this point, I would probably say Cardina, providing he doesn't shit the bed, probably wins. At, by boxing, but I think he'll have a few hairy moments uh, unless he just comes out and blows him out. But I'll say Cordina on points. All right, Cordina on points. Interesting. Um, Steve, do you have any thoughts on the Kurbanov Zelfa Barrett fight? There's, you know, Barrett probably is going to look better at 130 pounds than he did at, uh, uh, against uh, Kiko Martinez, but um, I don't know much about Kurbanov. Can you fill me in? Uh, no, actually, I don't know any uh, Corbin Love either. I'm looking at his board here. Uh, he's from Kyrgyzstan, uh, which I believe uh, so was uh, Bivol and Klitschko. And he's based in Belgium. He's 13 and 19 and 3. He lost to Joe Cordina two, three fights ago. So that's I don't really know much about him, Matty, to be honest with you. I don't yeah. rate Zelfa Barrett. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I think I was getting a bit ropey there. Yeah, you got a little bit chunky there, but yeah. it's back. Yeah, it seems to be okay. I think, um, no, I think this guy... Much... Sorry, mate, I was just going to say, I think this guy, Barrett's fighting, uh, pushed Cardina to a majority, I think, as well. Yeah, I saw, I saw that as well. I, d I don't rate Zelfa Barrett, so you imagine if this Korbanov pushed uh, Cordina, not Medina, pretty close, then it must be half-decent. We're looking at his other losses as well to Boschiero, Ziani, all European level, so I think he might have too much for Barrett, too much seasoning, too much experience, because... 
I don't really rate Barrett too much. And um, while I'm still flowing, I might as well go on to the main event quickly. I agree with Matty, um, Andy rather. I think points for me, uh, for Cordina, but it's going to be tough because Agoa is a relentless, strong guy. But Tevin Farmer beat him, even though Agoa got the decision. And then eventually it was a no contest because of the drugs thing. I thought Farmer beat him. Obviously, Farmer and Cordina are different levels, but Cordina's had a bit of a strange career. I was following him a bit closer back in the early days when he was on the the domestic scene against the likes of Dodd, Tone and Gavin Gwynn. He waited an age to get onto an AJ fight. I think it wasn't it after the event, one of the AJ, maybe the night he won the world title and he never got on. And since since the Gwynn fight, I mean, I'm looking at his record here, beat Tanoko, Korbanov, as I mentioned, Hernandez, Kachatrian, going this WBA continental route to try and get a world title shot. Has he had the seasoning? Has he had the re- that real step up between him and a world title level operator? He might get away with one here because Ogoa is relentless. He's strong, but he's pretty basic. If Cordina can have the fitness and the boxing ability, he could beat him. But he hasn't had that step up in between kind of domestic fringe level up to world level. So that could come back and bite him. But I think it's been all set up for him here. Get the win, beat Ogoa, and then look to making defences and stuff. But wouldn't be a tall surprise if Agoa beats him because of experience. But I think it's all set 100%. up for Cordina to win on home soil here. 100%. I agree with that as well. Well, that'll be interesting on zone uh, evening for you guys afternoon for us over here. Uh, and then uh, we'll be over on Showtime that evening stateside for a card headlined by Stephen Fulton against Daniel Roman for Fulton's WPC and WBO 122-pound bouts. But leading up to that... Is this on the list this fight? That is, but leading up to that, David Morrell versus Calvin Henderson for the WBA 168-pound super championship ain't it super david what are your thoughts on david morell and this limited opposition seems like a waste of time and i've never seen morell fight <laughs> really no steve uh I'll hop in i know I, I know you're actually reasonably keen on morell yeah, I like Morel. He's a ticket seller, isn't it, in Minneapolis? He brings the fans, brings the excitement. They've moved him very quickly so far in his career. He knocked out that guy, was it Hernandez, I think, who gave Chavez a good fight. So it's probably all set up for Morel. Again, he's one of, he's in against one of these guys, like 15-1, and one, a lot of knockouts, but who's he really fought? Morel, if he can get rid of him, maybe go on and fight someone like John Ryder they're talking about. Morel's putting himself in line for the likes of, um, it wasn't Belanga, maybe Benavides, I think he fancies a shot at, or somebody like that, but... Morel's going places for me. Not hanging around, definitely skilled, brings a crowd, can punch as well. I am high on him. I'm very keen on David Morel, Matty. I think he'll get get rid of this guy and then move on to bigger things. He he definitely seems to be one of the stronger class of the uh, the amateur blue chips coming up, doesn't he? I mean, there's some of them, you throw them in the deep end quick, and you're like, eh, this is going to end badly. Morel just keeps swimming. Um. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes from there. Andy, do you have any thoughts on this? Not really, mate. I think he'll, he'll win pretty well, to be honest with you. I, I don't even know anything at all about his opponent, to be honest. But everything for me next week's about that main event. I'm I'm smelling an upset possibility next week. Really? Yes. Well, well, we'll let the points leader kick it off first. And then Rob's not here, so I guess we'll have to swing it to you unless he pops in. So what is the points just the situation just now? So... So, so currently, Andy, currently you are sitting, uh, you're sitting four points behind Steve, uh, who has 43 and then Rob is one behind at 42 
And uh, then I'm sitting at 32. But, uh, you know, you remember how the Kentucky Derby went. Uh, I'm going to be coming up, finishing, and I'm going to bite you on your fucking head when it's finished. All um, right. All right. I know nothing about the Kentucky Derby, so I'll believe your comments on that one. I, I believe you don't know anything about that, too. Um, <laughs> so, um, so we're in the main event. This is a good one. Uh, odds are wide. They've been getting wider. Stephen Poulton, you're going to have to be putting uh, 600 bucks if you want to win 100 on him. Uh, taking on Daniel Roman, former Titleist, great fighter, puts his punches together well. Um, uh, he's, he has not been as active as Fulton, I don't believe. But this is, I think this is another one, uh, Steve, like the Santa Maria and Ramos fight, where I think the bookmakers are just a little too wide on this one, and they're not giving the uh, guy credit. They're not giving Roman credit, you think? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying he wins, but I'm saying he's better than the odds would suggest. Yeah, I agree to a point. I think he's definitely better than the odds suggest, but I don't think he wins. I think the bookies, um, probably got it right uh, about on this one. I, I think Fulton on points for me. I rate Roman. I think he's very skilled, talented fighter, but against the top level guys, he might just fall short here. I think he got a bit of a bad turn done to him after the fight with, was it Ak- Akhmadov or Mukhavidov or one of them or Azerbaijanis or whatever it was. I get mixed up, but um, I thought he might have just about sneaked that one or maybe even got a rematch or something. But the PBC have looked after him. Uh, Fulton should have maybe fought Figueroa in a rematch. Figueroa maybe move up after after their fight. But Figueroa, uh, Figueroa. Uh, Fulton's got um, dog in him. He'll, he's not the biggest puncher in the world, but he's fast enough. He'll sit in the pocket. He's got really good stamina, excellent engine, and he'll need it against Roman. He's going to push him all the way. But for me, the bookies will get it right. Nice, tight, close decision. But Fulton will be a worthy winner. Maybe 116, 112, maybe even a 115, 113 thrown in here. But no upsets for me. I think Fulton will win on points. And it's a really good, solid, tough fight, a tough defense for Fulton. No easy ones here. And he's maybe the best at the division. We'll find out soon. But yeah, I think Fulton will win on points. Dave, what are you thinking uh, going into this fight? It's a good matchup, actually, yeah. Um, I have not seen too much of Roman, but I did think Fulton lost to Figueroa, actually. it was. I mean, I'm saying it was a good fight. I think he was the only one really hurt in that fight, though, for me. And he's certainly not got the power, I don't think, to stop Roman. So you'd have to favor uh, Fulton on points is the smart money. But um, it's it's a good fight. It's a good matchup. I think it's... Good stylistically too. I think it's interesting. It could could create for a lot of uh, flying hands. You know, I think we're going to see a lot of punches thrown. I, I think the styles do lead to that. Neither one of them big punchers, but they both throw in combination. Uh, it could be fun. Uh, Roman, not the banger that Figueroa is by any stretch of the imagination. Andy, you're sniffing upset. Tell us why. I just think uh, um, Roman's a, a better combination puncher than uh, Figueroa is, who's mo- mostly more pressure, tries to get you against the ropes. I did think he made Fulton feel it a little bit as well. Um, that said, I think Fulton can obviously outbox him. And as if he gets his jab off pretty well, uh, doesn't hold his feet for too long, then Roman might have a problem trying to catch him. If he stands and trades with Roman, I think that's when it gets really interesting for both guys, because both will just start landing shots. And Roman always, always... If, if, it's just like automatic with him when he's throwing punches. He'll always drop a shot to the, a left hook to the body, like an uppercut version of it as well. So you just don't know if he could just catch him in the sweet spot, then Fulton could go down. But you see that, as you say, Fulton's not really got that that power as well. If you're putting the pressure on him, that he can maybe turn the fight. For, you know, especially at this level at least. And Roman's, you know, Roman's an ex-unified champion. 
You know, he's not a bum. Um, the problem with him is, is he's, he's probably at that age now where it's, it's, it's his, I would probably say it is his last opportunity. You know, he might not get another chance. Fulton probably, if he does win, will go into maybe other unification fights, um, possibly. But I, I think I think he could possibly do it. I'm not going to talk myself out of it, to be honest with you. But I, I say Roman could sneak out a, a close competitive decision. Um, if he can just match Fulton, if he can have his moments, maybe catch him against the ropes and just, you know, make sure he lands a few good shots. You know, he's got a good right hand on him as well. Um, I think if he's able to match the, uh, the work rate and if Fulton can put a dent in him and he's still relentless, I think Fulton, uh, sorry, Roman could certainly pull off an upset here without doubt. So I'll, I'll stick with that one. I'll say Roman, either a split or a majority, but I think he takes a decision possibly. Okay. Okay. Bold pick. It is very bold. Rob's not here yet. That's not bold at all. I'm going to agree with Steve. I'm with Steve on this one. I was pushing myself to go with Fulton by stoppage, but I can't do it. Be surprised if Fulton stopped him. That'd be a statement. Somebody's saying in the chat there actually that it's because of his movement. It's just the reason why he's not sitting on his shots, not getting, not generating the power. I don't know, like, I mean, he had moments in, in that fight with Figueroa when he's up against the ropes, holding his feet, and he's having to kind of, like, you know, duck and slide and try and hit the body. Was he really kind of, I didn't think, or I didn't see any way that he, when he was doing so, did they hurt Figueroa as he was standing in there? I don't think so. Who knows? Alex Bellotti, Matty, says that I've given Fulton the kiss of death. That would be me who's top of the prediction league, Alex, are you referring to? Or is that another, Steve? Yeah. I, what about Joe Kennedy's prediction league, man? How's that going? Oh, I don't know. I didn't check this week. <laughs> we should only do that every few weeks. We can't cause Rob that kind of disruption to his fucking <laughs> mental state. Poor son of a bitch. Uh, let's see here. And I think we'll have to get to Rob on that one when he gets on here because we have wrapped that and we have to go down to Oz. I think it's going to be Saturday morning stateside, Saturday afternoon for y'all, Saturday evening in proper Australia. The card hand, headlined by the uh, unification battle between Cambosis and Devin Haney. That'll be Sunday morning for us, I'm sure, won't it? No, I don't think so, dude. Because I'm pretty sure that uh, the... the, the Box week... have got doing for Sunday the 5th. So what time just... is it in Australia? What time is... Well, it's, they... in, it's in Melbourne, so that's, that's the east side, isn't it? So that's, was that not 12 hours? So they have it down for Sunday the fifth, and ESPN has it down for the for Saturday the fourth. Yeah, are so they having would... it at like ten o'clock Australia time in the morning or something stupid like that, like they did with Horn Pack? Hey, it's, it's twenty past six in the morning there just now in Melbourne. It's right. twenty past nine over here. Mm-hmm. This, this might be uh, even so... tougher than picking the fight. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be probably early morning for us. I think on Sunday. I'd imagine so. I mean, six hours for now. That's that's, that's midday. That's Their evening fights are usually on the the when it's in the evening. Their normal evening fights. It's usually on at about six in the morning in the United States. But you would think as well with us having ESPN tied in, it, they, they would try and get it some 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 sort of prime time move. For, so they, for, for American TV. So right, they, boys. Here we are. Sorry, Matty. So two p.m. Australian Standard Time, according to SportingNews.com. So 2 p.m. they're going to be in the ring, Australian Standard Time. So right. Oz, current AST. Oz standard time. So current AST is 20 so six, like you said. So that's like o'clock. 10, 10 my time. So mm. five in the morning your time. 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be a stupid time for us. <laughs> That'll be high elation at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, uh, going to do it. Yeah, so, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, thanks, International Dateline. That was very complicated. But before we get to the main event, let's hop around um, the kind of undercards that only Australia can provide. Got the Maloney brothers in action. Andrew against uh, Alexander Espinosa over eight threes. Uh, then you got Jason against uh, Aston Feliste over 10 three-minute rounds. Um, Andy, I know you love the Maloney brothers. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, do Kenny um, Maloney. Obviously, me. I, I completely forgot this. This card was on next week. I thought it was a, the following <laughs> week. Absolutely forgot. As I was, I was asking Dave because I was expecting the the, the NUA Dere rematch was happening sometime soon, but it's not until the week after next. So fucking, I'm maybe behind the times here. I mean, David Nyker's on the card. Um, interesting to see. So again, Andrew Maloney against Espinosa. That'll be nothing great, I would imagine. I'm trying to remember if I've seen Espinosa before. I don't think I have. Why well, he did? They fought a uh, Cash Farouk actually a few while back. Um, junior Far man fight Lucas Brown. I mean that's just that's just deplorable stuff. Um, Faz obviously he had that that comeback fight or fight against Joseph Parker, didn't he? Um, and Jason Maloney against who, who's it he's fighting? Aston Polite, P A L I C T E. Uh, sounds like a Filipino. Um, don't know much about him to be honest either, mate. So. I think the Maloney's have kind of like plateaued a wee bit as well. Um, maybe a couple of years back, uh, I think both were, well, one was going through the Super Series. Um, the other one was a was a belt holder. I think he had to go on the road uh, into Chile. Um, almost got robbed as well. So, uh, again, for the guys, it's just at this point, in, in my opinion at least, I think um, they can make one more run at it. And if they don't become successful within the next year or two, I think that'll be it for them. I think they're quite high up in age now at this point, especially that running about those weights that they're fighting as an old bantamweight or super flyweight, whatever it is they're fighting at. Um, I think they've probably got a, another window of 18 months to get another title shot, then it's probably gone for them, to be honest with you. Yeah, and it's uh, basically just filler, I think. But you know what? I Steve, I'm a, so meh on the Maloney brothers. I might just bet just a couple of bucks on both their opponents, thinking I honestly think one of them is probably no, going to get upset. No, 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 man. That's degenerate stuff, don't they, man? Don't they? They're both going to win. Do you think Helen Mirren will be up in the morning, Andy, to watch the Maloney no, brothers I don't think last so, time? We won't be up anyway, even though we didn't pay for it, you know. You're sensible. <laughs> We've got to get up in the morning with kids, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I find it hard to root for the Maloney brothers. I mean, they're decent kind of fighters at a certain level. That Palikte, I was asking MB in the chat, I think he fought Ioka a few fights ago. That's maybe where I saw him. He might have turned up on a top rank undercard, but... I find it hard to get up for the Maloney brothers or, or to get up at all at five o'clock in the morning. So I think I'll let them go. But as for Junior Far, I saw him fight before on a Showtime card, actually. And his hand speed, he made Dominic Brazil look like Johnny Tapia. I mean, he was pretty slow. I think he fought Parker. Didn't see that fight. He lost to Parker. It's the opponent. It's all about the opponent for me. I mean, I could get on board Far if he was fighting a decent guy and it was going to be a bit of a tear up. But Lucas Brown. I mean, his brain's mush, man. I know he rocks the Boxing Asylum t-shirt. Respect for that. But Brown shouldn't still be fighting, man. Far, if he's got anything about him, should be sticking him out of there in three or four rounds. I can see why they've put him on because of the Aussie connection, blah, blah, blah. But I won't be getting up for this undercard. I'll be just about making up for the main event, I think, if our calculations are correct. So I'm going to have to sack it off, I'm afraid, Motto. 
what I, Lucas used to be durable once upon a time, but man, what do you think? I bet Fod takes him out in about three or four. Yeah, he's got to if he's got any decency about him. Dave didn't Dave Allen stop Lucas Brown? Am I uh-huh. remembering that correctly? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I'll what we were Yeah. <laughs> no, it's an absolute disgrace. <laughs> just talking about riots and that man. I've just seen the situation here in France at the end of the fucking football. Holy shit, man! This was anything was got relegated. The fans came on the pitch, started throwing fucking firecrackers at the players. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute riot! Both saying it these. That's why tennis Sorry. fans are so much better, man. There ain't Makes shit like that going on at the Roland Garros. Oh, fucking brilliant! Yes, well, holy shit, that's brilliant. As I said. Only the uh, that's uh, that undercard is only the kind that Oz can provide you. God bless. That's like the zone undercard next week, isn't it? That undercard, that the zone undercard is like exactly the same as that ESPN one. Just trash. Yeah, this is a bigger main event, though. You know, this is a bigger main event. Um, in the main event, George Cambosis, Devin Haney, lots of belts on the line. Boxrec doesn't list the WBC. I don't know what the fucking deal is with that. If it's up there, you got WBA, Super, IBF, WBO. I don't know about the WBC on the line for that one. Um, so this is a six and a half month layoff for George Cambosis, which is the shortest one that he has had uh, since the distance between uh, the Richard Pena, Mickey Bay fights. Um, and uh, we, you know, we have to remember that Haney went the distance with Gambo and Linares. I, that that keeps popping up in my head, but Dave, this is I think the most interesting fact coming into this fight. This is the fourth consecutive fight where George Kambosis has come in as an underdog, and this one is in his home country. Is this when his streak is finally over, or is this one where they're vastly misplayed? Because not only is he good enough but he's going to get the benefit of the doubt in his home country in some of these close rounds. I think he should be the underdog. I, I think this is, it's, it's, it's one of those closer fights, you know, where you, you can, you know, can go either way. Um, even like one, I, it's like 60, 40, maybe uh, 55, 45, something close. Um, but I just think, I'm just thinking stylistically here. I don't think Cambosos has, the kind of explosiveness that's going to threaten Haney as much like, like Linares did with where he hurt him late and then had him staggering all around. I think that kind of power threatens Haney, but I don't think the volume of Cambosos will threaten him as much. I think he'll be able to move um, out of the way and kind of have Cambosos hitting air a lot of the time. Given he is at home, you would expect the cards to be in his favor, but I don't think it's going to be that um that far in his favor it's it's a big fight a lot of eyes are going to be on it i don't think they're going to fix it in a and 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 get nobody else coming back to australia to fight you know props to haney actually for going down there to fight i don't uh, taking on you know he's, he's going after the man in his hometown so good for him on that this is his big step up i don't think we'll get a stoppage um either way if anyone stops anybody, I guess I would say Cambosos could stop Haney. I don't think so, though. I don't. I think this is definitely going the distance, and I think Haney probably favored split decision. Interesting by the split decision. You know, Steve, I, I don't know. I have a hard time agreeing with Dave on that, um, especially on the explosiveness um, category. Cambosos not the uh, the hardest puncher. 
but he throws from some weird angles. That right hand he flattened Tio with sure fucking surprised him. That exploded right on his noggin. Yeah, Cambosis, I think he is quite an explosive fighter. He throws punches from different angles. He's relentless. He's very fit. He'll just keep coming constantly. And the fact he's at home as well, everything he does, he's going to be cheered. He's going to be roared on by his home crowd. I think it's a really good fight and a really close fight. But where I agree with the, the venerable hater Dave Loback is I give Haney a lot of credit. It's unpopular to give Haney credit. He has his detractors. He's done things his own way. You mentioned the WBC title. We all laugh at him. He got an email to him. Lomachenko didn't have to fight him, but at the end of the day, Haney got the title that was available to him. Lomachenko moved up. Loma was supposed to fight Cambosos, went off to the war instead. I'm going to give Haney a lot of credit, actually, for going over to Australia, taking this fight. He made this fight happen, didn't price himself out of it, ditched Eddie, went over, agreed to the terms. Someone said that he's agreed to a rematch in Australia if he wins. He's agreed to everything to make this fight possible. He's without uh, old Bill Cream Ben in the corner. His dad at the moment isn't allowed over as well. He's going to be on his own unless they agree to get his old man over there. He really is going into the lion's den. and You have to applaud people for that, no matter what you think of him. Stylistically, he's been boring at times. He hasn't always excited me. There's chances he could have put his foot down and got the win against people. But I think he's going to win this fight. I think the cards will be close because of the hometown factor. But I think he'll beat Cambosos. I love Haney's jab. It's a big, strong, powerful, pumping jab. And I think Cambosos is going to have a lot of trouble with it. He's Long fit as well. Barely. He can, Yeah, he's tall. He can prod to the body. I, I think Haney's the better fighter at the two. Like I say, I rate Cambosos. Never say die attitude. His fight against Lopez was class. And it's a real... Pick them, fight between the two of them, 50-50, 55-45. Two guys in their prime, undefeated, going in against each other. Props to both of them. Props to Haney for going to Australia, for agreeing to everything. Every roadblock, every obstacle was put in his way. He agreed to it to make this fight happen. And he should be applauded for that. And then put the winner in against Lomachenko. I think Haney's going to win on points. His job will be the key. His job will be the difference. And he'll have done it the hard way as well. So I'll give him a pat on the back for that. So Haney on points for Steve. Andy, I'll tell you what though, I take I, I take Steve's points. I I take Steve's points, but look at all the things that he listed. Haney's corner and family can't get into the country. They're in Camboso's backyard, um, and uh, all the all these other factors of travel that make everything more complicated. And Steve falls on to Haney's jab. I don't think it's enough. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I take your points, but it also we don't know. Real, well, we don't know Devin Haney personally, right? So you just don't know. You know, with all these issues in the background, you know, trainers were coming in and into Australia. He had to do it himself, by the sounds of it. You just never know. That may just you know give him that that wee extra bit of siege mentality. He's not going to get any favors. He knows this, so he knows what he's going to do. He's going to go in there and box the perfect fight or get a knockout. I can always get the impression with the Camposas Lopez fight is that that Camposas had to fight his absolute maximum. And I think you'll need to do it again, uh, even though he's got, he's got the hometown backing. Um, it might just come to the levels at the end of the day. Um, Cambosis has played the game so far. He's done all the promotional stuff. All, he's done Joe Rogan. You know, he's getting his profile up. So he's now got to go out there again and back it up. He's in his hometown, or his home country at least, and uh, he's got to do the business. I think Haney wins, to be honest with you. I don't think Cambosis uh, hits as, as solid as what... Um, Maybe it's like what Linares did. Linares had Haney doing a weird stanky dance, but Haney came back in as a 12th round, I think it was, and put it back on him a bit. And Haney so. couldn't fucking stop Linares. Yeah, oh, Everyone else that beat Linares has stopped Linares. 
I don't even so much remember him hurting Linares. Um, well, I'll, I'll take that point as well. But as I say, it's, look, the Gamboa fight wasn't wasn't exactly you know great shakes. He he, won, he basically won the Linares fight. He got hurt badly toward the end. Judo Diaz fight, look, he, he won that pretty handily. I think he can do the same again. Steve said he's he's got a very good long jab, right? He's got freakishly long arms for the weight, so he's I think he'll, he'll do pretty well with that. I don't expect him to walk on the earth massive. I think he's going to be switched on. Cambosis will be hyped for it, you know. Again, as I say, he's been on you know, you remember, Cambosis has been on the road for a few, good few years now to try and get you know get the belts. I don't, I can't forget the last time he fought. I show you, but anyway, he's coming back home. Homecoming, all the belts as such. So, look, it's a big moment for him as well. And he could maybe rise to the occasion. Um, but I still think Haney is, is isn't it? Well, isn't it my cup of tea to watch? And I put it that way. You know, it's not exciting. There's, there's no many fights I go back and watch of his, or if any, I've got to go back and watch it later because I've got I've, it's must watch, you know, but it's, it's just not like that. He gets, he's got his skill set, he can dog it out, he's decent. He's a good fighter, very good job. I mean, they've got the power as such, but I think he's he's got enough about him really to keep going. Again, as I say, it just come back to the, the fact is the fundamentals is boxing, and if Haney can keep it at that, I think he's got more than enough to beat Campos. I'll say uh, Haney does it on points, and I notice as well there's no there's no any US or Aussie judges I think involved for this, so it'll be interesting to see who does get involved because if you end up pulling in. And experienced judges feel like some nearby region neighbourhoods like New Zealand or Thailand, Japan, whatever. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get in terms of scores. So it could come to that as well. I think you guys are missing the forest for the trees here. Haney has all these problems getting his people into the country. Um, all the travel issues. Cambosis has been beating these people as an underdog traveling around the world and having to really work to get the uh, to, to get the right side of these scorecards in fights where they've tried to fuck him. And now he's going to be going home for his first defense to a raucous crowd against a fighter who doesn't have that much big power and relies on mostly negative to be able to win rounds. Right. But think about this. You think he's going to be pull. You think Haney's going to be pulling the close rounds down there? Really? Really? Who knows? If he's having if, he, if he's having the final say in some of those exchanges, you just never know. As I say, look, all he's going to do is stick to his boxing. Keep it simple. Jab right hand, move off. Jab right hand. I know people say that your know, has got he's got underrated. It's hands not that simple. Look How at look know? at Tio tried to operate off of the fucking jab, and and Cambosis cut ankles on him. He got Mate, underneath him to the right I, hand. I, Go I, back and watch the Mickey Bay fight, and how after three or four rounds, how Cambosis started getting the timing of that Mate, jab down Mate, and throwing a short right. A lot hand. of people thought Lee Selby beat Cambosis. If, if you take away What's the Tiafimo Lopez fight, and I'm not saying I necessarily disagree with any of this. I think it's a fantastic fight, and I could easily see Cambosis winning. I just think. Haney on the margins wins, but I yeah. mean, you know, Cambosos has beaten Lopez. That's fair. Before Matt, Lopez, you Matt, guys yeah. are having Matt, faith. Yeah. You guys are having faith in a fighter who is mostly negative, going thousands of miles away and picking a decision so in someone else's up. back town. Can All Cambosos has to do fight. is work. No, he can't change it up for this. Okay. Haney okay. is what he is. Cambosos is a chameleon. I've seen him fight many different ways right. in his fight. Haney is a one-track operator. It's a good track, right. but he's a one-track operator. Shoot me down then. 
do you agree with me or no that it, that Cambosis gave off that vibe that he had to fight his absolute peak or the maximum of his actual ability to beat Teofimo Lopez? Because I've never seen Cambosis fight like that against uh, like the man of Whitey fought Lopez. The man was the fucking boss. The boss. And I've never seen him be the boss like that before in any other fights. So, well, look at that. Look at Cambosis' last three fights. And is he on an upward trajectory from Mickey Bay through Tiafimo Lopez. Yes. Is Devin Haney on an upward trajectory going back from when he stopped the uh, Russian cat in four rounds four years ago to beating Jojo Diaz? Fuck no. So what are you picking then? I have George Cambosis on points. Can we, we have uh, some passionate disagreement about the winner, but can we maybe agree on what kind of fight it will be? Volume, perhaps, against precision, some negative, positive against negative. I'm thinking we could see something ugly um, akin to uh, Josh Warrington against uh, Barry Awad. Uh, what's his name? Kid Galahad. So, uh, something not too pleasant to watch. I think these styles are going to gel in a potentially unpleasant way. I think the volume of Cambosos, the negativity of... Haney could clash, and we see a, a, a lot of nip and tuck rounds with a lot of missing by Cambosos and a lot of lack of activity by Haney. But then what happens is, again, as I say, is if, if Haney turns up like Cambosos did against Lopez, I mean, everybody in the granny picked Lopez to beat Cambosos. Let's have it right. Yeah, right? yeah. Everybody, everybody did. And then he comes out and, and does that 10-2. One 10-2, right? You try to tell me that Haney, just, just for one night, can't turn up and just put the heat on Cambosis, turn it on its head, nope. not once. Can he not be aggressive just, just for one night nope. only? Can he not do it's it? A, no? It's a nope. great fight, boys. That's why, because a lot of the factors that we're talking about could play out. That's what makes it such a good fight. I'm not necessarily going to bat for Haney as a person or as a fighter because I love him. I just think that's the way the fight will play out. But equally, Cambosis' game plan could work too. I, I think it's a fascinating fight. It is. It is, and I think a lot of the reasons it go, will go the way it is, is are things that aren't surface things. They're this is boxing things. We'll see. We'll do a we'll do a post fight. We'll do a post fight pod. What would it be? Wait, Ten past six in the morning. Ten past six in the morning. <laughs> Just make sure you turn up. I, uh, I want to double check those this time. I, is 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 Sky showing this fight? It's ESPN. It's going in America. So uh, with Sky, will be showing it. Eh? Give me a second. Hopefully, I'm going to see what yeah. time this was at. Oh, actually, this is day my nothing. Because if it is a, yeah. a decent hour, and I might go. I'll and get it. a definitive time, Andy. To be honest on it. Give me a second. If Sky are carrying it, then they should have it on their schedule. Hopefully, give me a second. Live on Sky Sports. Yeah, it says live on Sky Sports. Boxing on Sky. Here it is. Oh fuck me. They're saying two a.m. Two a.m. in the UK. So what time's that? In Oz, that will be what? That will be ten in the morning. Their time. Rough, give or take. Mm. What time's that in America then, Matty? So that you be... said it's going to be two o'clock. It's sure, going to be two o'clock. Six p.m. Roughly, be your time. Six p.m. I think. What time six is it there? Right. What time is it there it's, right now? It's coming up a uh, quarter to ten. Quarter to ten. So you guys are seven hours ahead of me. So it'd be about seven o'clock my time. Yeah, Andy. Two a.m. for the start of the show. So yeah, mm-hmm. about five. What we said originally. Yeah. Think about oh. it. Three hour undercard. There you go. Mm-hmm. The start of the show, yeah, so it'll be yeah. ended about 10. Yeah. It'll be 10, like last 10, night. 10, 11 o'clock. 10, 11 o'clock, uh. Yeah. Davis and Romero were in the ring at about a quarter after 10 last night, my time. So that's about the same. 
So again, they've, they've, they've done the time for the basically to basically to suit fucking American TV. Yeah, fuck yeah. There's not a British guy in that fucking fight. Yeah, this is, what, this is what I mean. See, see when I get Yanks complaining about European fights, big-ass European fights that are happening, and they're fucking bitching about it. It's happening at three or two o'clock in the afternoon. Fuck you when you're moaning about that, because we didn't moan about it. We get up without fucking fail every other week to watch shite for America. America, America. God shed his grace on thee. He shot <laughs> the schools. Oh no, 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 don't go there. Don't go there. Fucking fuck me. Fucking what a terrible. Yeah. Um, Andy's going to get in trouble with Jim Gray. <laughs> yeah, he's going to, yeah. <laughs> I will well, never forget. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my Glock. No, 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 Gervonta, don't pull out your Glock. Um, anyhow, still waiting on Rob. Don't know where he is. You said 15 minutes and he got his phone charged up. He was saying that. What the? He was, up, was like, he was up late last night watching the stuff live with me. Yeah, we're like trying to hold up, like, because all I got left is the belly of the week. That's that's all, Steve. So we're like, uh, I know this is a little bit uh, just off the bases, but uh, yeah, we're just kind of killing time for Rob, you know. Um, waiting for Rob's like waiting for the main event in an Australian fight card, isn't it? Yeah, it's rough, man. Hey, see, speaking of speaking of Rob, do you know what the difference is between an Irish wedding and an Irish funeral? Hmm. One less drunk person. <laughs> Should we just get on to Belly of the Weeks and be done with it? <laughs> please, 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 please. But Rob between, isn't here to give his between, between that and the school shootings, I think we should move on. <laughs> Christ. <sighs> I guess, yeah, if you want to, Steve, I, yeah. I'd love to wait for Rob, but I, I got I got nothing. And uh, the further you let me go down the uh, the, the joke line, the, the worse it's going to get for everybody. Yeah, you're right about that. Let's get on to Belly of the Weeks, I think. Uh, what are we on? 476, is it, Matty? Yeah? yeah, that was the last of my recollection. At times, it feels like we're up to 477, though. <laughs> <laughs> we might be by the end of this one. Anyway, 476, yeah, Andy's here. Uh, Matty's here. Hey to Dave Lowback. Great to have him on the call with me. Steve, leading us into the Belly of the Weeks this weekend. The main man, Don King. Evil cannot die. Don King cannot be killed, and he's bringing out a promo video for his upcoming show. Let's have a look at it, shall we? Saturday, June 11th, live on pay-per-view. Don King Productions presents The Fight for Freedom and Peace. Undefeated Trevor the Dream Brian takes on Daniel Dynamite Dubois for the WBA Heavyweight Championship. Plus title fights featuring undefeated heavyweight Dakari Scott taking on Jonathan Guidry. Cruiserweight champion Johnny Langston plus NABA welterweight champ Treshawn Wiggins as he defends his belt against Travis Castellon. Plus light heavyweight sensation Ahmed LBL. Contact your cable or satellite provider today. The Fight for Freedom is live. What the <laughs> Did fuck? Don King edit that himself? Jesus, man, that got done on a, on a ZX Spectrum. He's eh? played with blinder, lads, man. Everyone's talking about it and sharing it. This is classic Don. It sounds like a Pac Man tune in the back of that. Are, are they trying to sell us a boxing match or are they trying to sell us Tecmo Bowl on fucking original Nintendo? Jesus. <laughs> 64. Oh, that's class. From that's Don, horrific, eh? No, he's done it on purpose, hasn't he? He's done it on purpose to get into the value of the week. Like, uh, <laughs> like our old friend Audley. Oh, Bellu of the week. What? What was that? Wait, you know. Somebody said you you just you narrowly just missed out on Bellu of the week, mate. Was close. You and you and Bean. What Bean? What Tell mean? me more. Tell what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I'm I'm clueless what you're talking about, buddy. What does that mean? Give me share some insights with me. Bellu of the week. Hello, hello. I just got to let you know. 
<laughs> I think he might have snagged it at the end there. <laughs> oh, good old Audley. No nominations for Audley this week, but we like playing that one anyway. First one for our old friend, Tracy Morgan. And... <laughs> Steve, 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 I, I, I want to know about your BMX, mate. What is that BMX that you've got? Is it a Harley Davidson or whatever? <laughs> super bike. What the Maybe f- just one of those chains was all that was needed under. I mean, he, he has to, he, I bet he's got to go to a chiropractor every other week to that shit, man. How is he able to stand up? Look at his mate. He's he's not quite ah, as he's impressive. Like, yeah, that or he's, sh- he's somebody's trodden shit or something like that. But anyway, he's like Mr. T day. I pity the fool to put on my jewelry. <laughs> fucking, the other guy as well, next to well, he's the same, but he's got right. he's got even more brains about him. Like I won't go too hardcore. <laughs> fucking hell. It's probably all Spanish gold, and they probably only weighs a ah, few it's, it's probably just be ah, it's probably like Green like Neck. Nickel <laughs> chains, ah, exactly, nickel chains that's been spray painted gold. You know. Well, you never know. It might have okay. been made out of the same stuff as this one from I Am The Renovation. Deontay Wilder. Wilder finally got that body on his record. He's got the statue. <laughs> I didn't cut the picture of the statue. He's got a statue created for him as old Wilder there with the body on his record. I thought he met a woman for Saudi Arabia there for two things. <laughs> Why did he pose for a picture with it when it's all covered and wrapped up? <laughs> It looks terrible. I've actually seen, uh, I saw a picture of it, and they actually did a good job on that. Far better than the Holyfield. I, I'll, it's better than Ronaldo better. one, anyway, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's one of the better ones, actually. Ronaldo had a stroke in his one, I think. <laughs> I've never seen the monument More. to Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, it's horrific. Go and, go and fucking Google it. Oh, Jesus. I will. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, smart investments. Uh, Floyd, a man horrified when NFTs he bought, because Floyd Mayweather told him to, cratered in value. This basically financially crippled me <laughs> after he spent $12,000 on Floyd Mayweather endorsed NFTs. I don't know, worthless. What a fucking muppet. <laughs> he takes Floyd Mayweather's worth in smart investments, you fucking prick. You deserve to get bent air, by the way. Holy fuck. Even the claymaker couldn't get any people to do that, man. Fucking hell. <laughs> you fucking muppet. <laughs> oh, dear. Good old Floyd. Oh, fuck Floyd. Me. Uh, clever update from Bob Smith. Uh, by the way, it was Iron Fisty Champion sent the last one in. Bob Smith sent this on Instagram. Uh, Clev tweeted out or Instagrammed out, whatever it is. Just an humble, grounded Jewish street kid with 10 GCSEs, three A-levels, a BSc honours, a mathematics degree, a multi-million pound property portfolio, a Commonwealth, British, European, two-time world champion, professional boxer with a nice big cock. <laughs> yeah, he, likes to, he likes to promote that he's got a big, massive wanger, like, apparently. So, um, yeah, big Clev. Clev the G, as he calls himself, isn't it? Clev the G, some man. Worshipping with the dog last oh, time. Oh, me. <laughs> I swear to God, man. Some of his videos that he posted on IG is incredible. Sitting there with the biggest Moroccan woodbine you could fucking find, smoking it out his ears or stuff like that. And he's by the end. Yeah, a real, real piece of work. So uh, it's, uh, it's all good. Oh, we're doing wheels uh, in July, actually. So I'll maybe bump into him, maybe get a wee reefer on, you know, by the reef. We'll never know. We'll wait and see. So, Andy, I see that I hate to bring this up. The sculptor took another shot at the Ronaldo bust, and it looks way better <laughs> this time. But you're right. The first one looks like he's either a spastic or they caught him mid orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> That's an endorsement from Matty. Eh? I think uh, Rob's trying to get on there by him. He's just oh, put yeah. in the chat there. There he is. There About he is. fucking time! I know, Speaking of like Moroccan <laughs> woodbines. 47 minutes later. What are your predictions <laughs> for this week, Rob? Yeah. Fucking yeah, who's Rob, fighting? I'm still fighting me on Demons. Week. 
I've I've been on late a few times. I've never. I don't think I've ever joined just as we joined uh, Beverly of the Week. So look forward to another hour, listeners, because I'm only getting started. Put on the dark fruits like Dorian Dash. Oh, I was on the fucking. I was on. A, I was on a stag night yesterday, wasn't I? So fucking. Oh, I went better than my own one, by the way. So I lasted the distance, but distance fight at my age. You know what I mean? It takes a lot out oh, of the mate. body. The last time I did a distance fight was in, was after New Year, mate, and I, I quit after that, mate. I just know. I well, I quit on my stool this time last year, so shout out to Ricky Hatton with the Ricky Hatton with the comeback here, uh, back in town now. I'm back in business, so I just after having a bit of a cure there now as well. Fucking, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quit, mate, because it's the same as you see if you need to throw up with alcohol. I'm too tight. I wouldn't bring it up. I've got to, strike. I've got to fight through <laughs> all it. The, all I've got, all the I've got to fight through it, you know. Yeah, it's no. Death. Well, easy come, easy go with me. See in and out. <laughs> in and out. <laughs> in and out. So, uh, yeah, so I was actually fucking, I watched the fight live because every time I go drinking, I always wake up early for some reason. So I woke up at like just, just as Spike O'Sullivan almost did the impossible. <laughs> um, well, I'm lasted the distance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a title fight, it's kind of fucking some world title fights. Hey, I, I just remember something about the spike fight. He got punched so hard for that first knockdown, right? It was a, it was a delay shock that you don't notice his tash. The, the, the Straightened out. I did not. The totally bit of his tash actually folded down the words. So <laughs> pop up, one line down. It's fucking his mustache was sad. The John L. Sullivan tash that he's got. Sake, um, so what's the fight? Yeah, what's the, what's the Davis fight? Let's not go there. We're in the middle hey, of the belly. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. I've got a question to you, right? Because we've had a big heated debate on here. Cambosa's Haney. Who are you picking? No, no, well, let's wait. So let's let Steve get no, through no, the no, values no, no, no. and then we'll let Rob close point. it out. We'll let Rob close it out this week. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll finish the values and then we'll let Rob. Yeah, close yeah, yeah. It give out. me a second. Give me a second for me head head to clear there. Give me an eight count. I'll be Rob's like Raleigh right now. So move on with the belly of the week. Hopefully, he'll straighten himself out. Has he got some bass knocked in his voice? As he doesn't storm off here, Andy. What's this fucking obsession with Prince Raleigh, by the way? He came to the fucking the outfit was so weird, the ring outfit it was purple, it had like Prince symbols on it, and then he turned up in a purple rain t shirt after the fucking. He got baptized in the waters of Minnetonka anyway with a left hook, didn't he? Oh, it's Raleigh. <laughs> yeah. What do you expect? So, so <laughs> that's what happens when doves cry. It was a soft stoppage, it was a soft stoppage, apparently. Oh, oh, yeah. shit. oh shit! <laughs> he didn't even know that was his dad on the way back to the ring. Who are you? Oh, you got knocked out. <laughs> it was the saddest exit since Brona Madonna, wasn't it, man? He was like uh, crying oh. on the way back to. The I, I felt I felt a bit bad for him. I'll be honest, I did feel a bit bad for Ollie because he boxed well. Well, I wouldn't say well, but he did. He was winning the fight. I thought up until he got stopped. Anyway, sorry. Go on to rebel you the week. There, no problem. We'll carry on rebel you as we we'll get to Rob at the end. Uh, Steve Kim here, Andy. Uh, you nominated this one. Zone and Matchroom Sports just stepped up and gave the people what they yearned for the most: the biggest remaining fight of 2022. Pish. Respect. Oh, that's racist, man. Does my nothing. I swear to God, I I know nobody. I, I I think I can talk for quite a few people who watch boxing. Right? I don't think anybody has yearned for the fucking. Third fight between Canelo and Golovkin. Not one person that I know apart from Steve Kim. And I, don't, I don't want to know him either. Prick. Wanker. Who wants to see this fight more than anybody? No me. So. Can Eddie Golovkin. He's, 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 <laughs> aye, exactly. And Eddie Hearn. Total bum spider. That's Steve Kim, by the way. Steve Kim, the bum spider. That's what we're going to call him to new one. He, he, he's wanting that Eddie Hearn paid. He need that his own money. I tell you what, even as, for as little even people want to see uh, Canelo Golovkin three, even less people want to hear fucking Steve Kim's opinion about it. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> Correct, maybe. 
I'm, I'm not even going to say what he normally says now, but it would be justified, but I'm not going to bother. Mm-hmm. Nomination for Steve Kim there. Woo! Here's Woo! another one from you, Andy. Ryan Garcia, bet L Spence $20,000 that Rolly Romero would beat Javonta Davis. Uh, <laughs> look at look, 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 he's been all limp wristed there, shaking fucking Spence's hand in that there. Eh? Dumbass. He looks like, like a marionette, doesn't he, Garcia, man? Looks at the stage of him. He looks like a mannequin, actually. That's what it is. He just yeah. came to life. Uh, one of them dummies, them ventriloquists. If you want to, if you want to run that back, there, listeners. If you if you're listening back on uh, iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, you'll hear Maddie call somebody a dumbass for losing a bet. Twenty <laughs> 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 grand, that grand. was actually Hater Dave. It was. Oh shit! <laughs> ruin the fu- ruin the fucking joke. Twenty <laughs> grand. But I think right. right. I bet Ryan you Garcia looks like Errol Spence's houseboy. Yeah, exactly. I, I, we'll I answer the door, I grab my ankles. That's what I do. <laughs> Go fetch the papers, you wee bitch. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, right? so he's bet 20 grand with Errol Spence. Does anybody know that Errol, Errol Spence spends 20 grand in a night out? He's spending on that henny. That's what he's doing right now. Was he out last night with me? He's like, fuck, I woke up this morning, hit the bank. I was like, holy fuck. He didn't give you a lift home, did he, by any chance? <laughs> Might be where he 20 grand went. <laughs> Actually, I fucking... I, I quickly digress. I was on the way home last night. I found a wallet, right? Obviously, Champions League night. Fellas are out steaming. I'm going home eating eat the chicken but kebab. The chicken is sliding out of it. It ended up being a vegetarian kebab. As always, left was the fucking lettuce. <laughs> and I just looked down and I saw a wallet. I said, fucking look down. I had some young lad safe pass. Like, you need him to get on the building site here. I was like, oh, he's going to need that for work. Like, had a quick look at it. Any money? 100 US dollars. What was he doing that? <laughs> that in <laughs> I should have just stole that on principle, but I returned it to him today, like the fucking good Samaritan I am. Like, you should have tested cocaine that or US currency is bringing downtown in case fucking shit is getting bad in Wexford, man. Cost of living through the moon. Yeah, well, <laughs> with the with uh, your your good buddy uh, Daniel going down, uh, the best thing you're going to be able to do is lick US currency because you ain't going to be getting any coke for a long time there. <laughs> we'll never forget. We'll never oh, what a prick. What a <laughs> prick move that was. <laughs> fucking asshole. You want to see me when I was watching that live? I, I couldn't. I didn't have the energy to fucking live tweet you, we'll never forget. <laughs> asshole. You were being, wasn't it, Rob? He put him to bed, though, didn't he? <laughs> fucking talked to him in as well. Good night. You need to get James Tony get back up there. That's what you need for Jim Gray. You need James Tony in those situations to go, don't walk don't up on me, me dog. I don't like questions. you. Don't give me any badass questions. Give me Burger King. I want milk, baby. Give me milk, baby. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we we'll never forget. That was a bit of a strange <laughs> one from Jim. Uh, Tyson Fury uh, responding to Anthony Joshua told students he would crack their jaw after being heckled about Tyson Fury. <laughs> uh, I had this effect on the best of them, but Rocky Ali jumped in and said, you're the one who rejected the fight versus AJ initially, then pulled out of it when it was ready to be made and now supposedly retired without facing the other top two fighters <laughs> in the division. Fucking <laughs> Rocky boy needs to go to the head to find it was happening with this music rematch because what well, I'm hearing is like... Very, very on the fucking edge. You're going, no, it's not happening. So we'll wait and see. But I I'm, here, say, man. I'm here at autumn time, like I heard it for a couple of weeks ago, mm. and it's still not been signed yet. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie's going to come out and start saying, Oh, we're a fortnight away, 10 days away again. I'm telling you, we heard it for a fucking year with Joshua and all this fucking pish with Fury. Heard it for a late. year. Oh, a couple of weeks away, boys, a couple of weeks away. One did of them you... students is a late replacement for Usyka. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you guys see that Netflix is doing a documentary about Fury? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're following him around and filming it too, but the working title is uh, Kicking Asses, Kicking Taxis, the Tyson Fury story. 
Yeah, there we go. You put up on ice, that one up. Love to drink this toys. But they really are making a documentary. But for yeah, it's, it's kind of all in the delivery, Maddie. Really, you kind of fucking I don't know something something jumbled there in the delivery. Get back to <laughs> it. <laughs> Hey, they can't all be they, 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 they can't all be winners, Rob. You should know that you're Irish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kelly, you're the knee again. Take a ten-eight round here. Oh, legs are shaky. I'll tell you what, Matty's been Matty's been on fire right by. Yeah, Matty's not taking any prisoners tonight, Rob. You need to try to have a go at me. You know, actually, about my pick about fucking Devon Haney. I'm fucking. I ran out of weed. I ran out of weed an hour and a half ago. I've got plenty here. I had a fucking brilliant uh, Untouchables fucking comeback there, but I thought with the climate, we'd probably leave it till after the fucking podcast. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think I had nothing for him. <laughs> um, Sky Sports Boxing uh, tweeting out, our favourite ever ringside clash, the James DeGale george Groves rivalry, really peaked at this moment. And then the girls got stuck in. First, the Goat, another fighter giving off an amateur win. This is the UK culture, I see. Savannah Marshall, you learn from the best, I see. And then the blonde bomber, Ebbs, jumped in. Now she's won a world title. She says the Brits love the amateurs. A lot of the amateurs turn pro and instantly feel entitled. Don't she's work like that, baby. Title. It's a different game in all aspects. Yeah, she's a world champion, though, mate. Oh. I've been told. I've been told. Been. But Dave, would you? No, I'm a married you, man. You pervert. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's Sorry, a disgrace. I'll, right I'll, ask, I'll ask you again in five years, baby, if you're still married. <laughs> the guy would crush him like a hazelnut. Hey, Dave. Oh, hey. You think, Dave, with the wig on? Nice work. Nice Are work you if you can get down? it. Put the wig on, Dave. <laughs> you see, you were sitting Rob, do you realize that before you got here, that I had more hair than the entire panel combined? <laughs> what, like tonight? Whatever it is, I'm part Italian. I grow up where I fucking want. I bet he, I bet he, Donny's got a lot of anal here because he loves to do anal, doesn't he? Well, if you like to do anal, you'd want to wax that shit off, wouldn't you? No, you like, don't, man. Look, you wanna, fuck you this might... fucking digression. Quick, <laughs> 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 you don't want to. Uh, fuck this Act in Javonta and Jim Gray or something more palatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more, palatable <laughs> more palatable than ass, Steve? I, 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 I think I think it's lies, but I think there was some shooting at the Barclay Centre last night. I, th- I think it's been disproven so far. But uh, wrecked anyway. There was something going on there, definitely. Uh, what the cool fans, apparently. Slack the Planet is nominated. <laughs> the WBC, and here we go. WBC welterweight champion Earl Spence presented a special recognition to the winner of the All-Star Race at the Texas Motor <laughs> Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> He was, parody, English, he was he was on to the agent, wasn't he? This is a fucking wind up man, isn't it? Come on, what day is it? Not April Fool's, is it? I mean, drag racing, man. drag racing it should be like Monster Derby, I think. Actually, that's what should be. <laughs> fucking hell, fucking really got any guys. Did they land speed tests? <laughs> Next thing you know, Devin, Devin, Devin Haney's going to be presented a special belt at a pie eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> Probably by email. <laughs> they could have fucking. I know a guy who would have been available to do that if they had a. If they fucking. If they could find him, he'd turn up to present a fucking title to somebody. A vacant title. <laughs> oh, I, you know, it's gonna be the bomber. <laughs> we'll never forget. Oh, we'll never forget. That's, that's 
Uh, oh, Raleigh, I exposed Raleigh, him onto man. Davis. I won every single round. He was up on your cards, Rob. Hey, but wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. He said, he said that he, he won. He won. The, he was winning six rounds. He got fucking knocked out in the six. How did he win the six <laughs> round and get knocked out? Until that it's... point, Pesh. apart from the, when he tripped over a left hook, he was winning. No, he was winning the fight. There's no no doubt about it. And it, and like no more than three move. Like Davis wasn't doing much, like, and as, as much as the the Showtime were fucking having a fucking whack off about his back, his movement on the back foot, the movement on the back foot in this fight and against Cruz not that good. So it opens up the light of, lightweight division again. I still think he's probably the leader of the pack, but I tell you what, Teofimo Lopez, not that he'll fight at fucking thirty five again. He'd give him a right fight, moving him back to the ropes and that. Um. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but Rob, well, you know, I've got you saying, like, tank I, man. So I'm a no, saying, I, but I think I think Davis is gonna get a lot of justified shit the last two fights. I mean, Cruz Cruz gives anybody a tough a tough night's work. And Romero yeah, but Raleigh don't give anyone two. a tough. I don't think Raleigh gives it. After looking at Raleigh last night, I don't think he gives anyone a fucking good fight. Like yeah, I but think he, he had he has got that big, bit about him. He's got that bit of awkwardness about him. The power I think the power keeps him in, in fights, or he gets his opponents kind of a wee bit kind of wary about his. Sure. I just think to deal with. I'm, yeah. I'm a, I've been, you know yourselves. I've been fucking banging the fucking drum for Javante since fucking since Pedraza, really. Mm. Um, but he's um, has he beaten a top level guy yet? He's won three no, titles in different that, ways. That's what we're at now. We need to see him now. This is a, this yeah. is the moment. He's a free agent. He's got his pick of opponents now. No he excuses has, now. We need he, to see has, him in, like, he has got a bit of them power fights. Him. He's got the power. He's got a bit of a side appeal as well. He's he's doing big ticket sales. So he's got a bit of bargaining power, so but we've now got to have these fights. We've got to start seeing the big fights now. So after Haney Campos, okay. this is really like, funny, guys. So quote Ellerby. Ellerby's been calling him like a pay per view attraction, hasn't it? Like so, he is an attraction. Like he has definitely got a massive fan base, but mm-hmm. um, and I think they've been careful with him because he is an asset. Like you got to protect your assets or whatever. Like but. It's time to like, I had no problem with the Raleigh fight because there was a bit of fucking bad blood between the two of them. They know each other from the money team, gym, and all that. No problem, like, well able to sell that fight. It's a watchable fight, really entertaining. But as a fighter, it was fucking shite, man. Up until, what's this shit fight like up until the knockout? Like, so I just want to see him fighting a top guy so he has his like defining moment in his career. Because if at the moment now, could you pick one? Like, probably not. Like, Pedraza is probably still his best win, isn't it? So, anyway, sorry, sorry about it. Anyway, go, go on. No, you're fine. Uh, Matt, Matty, I was going to mention one thing to you, actually, regarding scoring. Steve Farhood, he never seems to be in the arena anymore. He seems to be on some kind of dodgy internet connection that keeps on cutting <laughs> in and out. And... It's like, yeah. I tell you what, mate, it's like yeah. Andre Ward. Andre yeah. Ward's never, never at arena. I think it has to do something to do with the vaccine. Uh, possibly. Farhood, Farhood's always hard to hear, I think. He must be at home. Could be. I mean, I, be I sensitive. It's, it's just a lot cheaper to have him be from home i imagine right mm-hmm. like you know they fucking reimburse him for the cost of the fucking pay-per-view or something yeah, like that I, I, it must be a person it must be some kind of personal decision there's no way they would scrimp he's been going to showtime cards as long as ever and they've got the money coming out of their asses they pay him all right i don't think it's scrimping it must be some personal issue i think matty like andy says maybe it could be uh new york has different rules of vaccines than everyone else could be i don't know mm-hmm. two tier society yeah yeah, yeah tears uh, Michelle Joy Phelps, we all know what tier she should be in. Plenty of tiers. If you're like me and you have a genuinely interesting paranormal stuff like ghosts and UFO-related topics, you're going to enjoy my, my podcast. All right, Behind the Ghosts will feature guests from the boxing community. What the Phelps is that? We'll feature guests from all fields. Hashtag podcast. Matty, we were ahead of the time. Everyone asked you about if you've ever seen a ghost. Now she's on board. <laughs> well, there you go. 
there there you go i i'm not that i'm not that interested in it i just had a couple weird fucking things happen to me but if that's what she wants to do go go right on ahead what you might what i guy oh yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah shop a two by four yeah I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm down. You know, if she wants to talk about ghosts or whatever, I'll listen to her. That's cool. Yeah, but I'm thinking about these paranormal UFO conspiracies. You're all in your conspiracies, you know. Even I don't. Dom- I'm not into that shit anymore, Even man. Dominic Henry was down the middle now. His name's uh, Dom McNamara was pulling you up on uh, on Twitter. Yeah. What? Who? What's, uh, no, what's his name, Steve? Uh, uh, we Dominic. What's his name? Oh, I haven't seen. Oh, Dominic Henry. Dominic Henry, aye. He's fucking put up a wee uh, poll for you last week, Matt, about what you'd like to talk about most on the podcast. Convoluted parlays, I think was one of them. Uh, conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy theories, uh, your bong, and something else. I forget what the other one was at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah. there, there you what go. What the fence is that? What the fence is that? That's <laughs> banter, eh? Fucking hell. I think she was up all night thinking about that. Oh, sign me up, anyway. <laughs> what the fuss is that? I might give that a listen, actually, Matty. You should get her on Behind Chicks with Dig. Goals. I should Behind get her on Chicks goals. with Dig. Yeah. Get her on Chicks with Dig, man. Yeah, I should. I absolutely should. Maybe do you think, there's, should life, do you think there's life out there, Matty, on other planets? Yes. I I think the the universe is so vast that it would be absolutely narcissistic for us to believe that there's not some other sentient fucking being out there. I see, I see there's bodies getting dropped out of the chat here. I don't know what's going on, but there are people getting banned left, right and centre, so I've, I've not been following it. What's been happening here in the chat here? Oh, is there? James, oh, Jim McDonald, let us know what's been going on here. Do you Last think week. the UFOs have been here? My? An unidentified flying object is an object in the sky that you don't know what it is, so by definition, I'd imagine, yeah, there that's, are UFOs. That's not saving for behind the fucking ghosts, will you? What do you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, it, here's the thing. Like, we're a little bit early. Fucking, we're, we're a little bit early black. right now because we're having to fill time because we were waiting on somebody and dragging this shit out. And uh, you kind of threw, uh, threw off our fucking old synchronicity Rob's, here. Rob's taking the blame. Flow. But can you imagine what these... Can you imagine what's going to be behind, behind the ghosts? So how do we deal with the Middle East problem? We fucking nuke it. That's what she's no, aye, exactly. That's what she'll say. Oh, just nuke it. If they're, if they're Remember that fish she came out with the Middle East comment about ISIS? Just nuke them. Fucking hell. <laughs> she wanted to nuke the entire Middle East. Didn't she? she was making, right, before she started getting freebies over there. Mm-hmm. A strategic with freebie watts. There's a lot of fucking stuff going on over there. But Leslie, anyway, let's look. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> let's we should not go on. down this rabbit hole. For the love of God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No signs of intelligent life anywhere near anyway. Oh, Move on to this next Breaking news on Sky Sports Boxing. Savannah Marshall and Chris Shields have signed to fight each other in an undisputed middleweight title clash in early September. That's more like it, says Peter Fury. Finally, we have a fight now to work. Mark Hawkins says, this has got to be the equivalent of Ali Frazier. I know all the work Savannah is doing in changing the perception of women boxing. So big can make sure she brings all the belts home. Lee is nominated. That is the type of one. comment I expect for that, that Stacey character, that, that pervert. What's his name? Oh, Stacey. I see, yeah, so, yeah. You know what person I'm talking about? Is yeah, I can't remember his surname. Fucking maggot. Is there a new pervert in boxing Twitter that's replaced <laughs> uh, Ray Pop? Oh, aye, man. There's <laughs> tons of them just now, aye. Hey, yeah, half of them in the chat. The Ebony Bridges <laughs> fan you've club. Got, you've got Gareth A. Davis kicking about there as well, mate. It's like an old watch with him in there. Tell us about the tattoos. <laughs> the tattoos. <laughs> she seems to get a picture of him in the fucking dais, man. Holy shit. He's like a professional fucking 
yeah, professional pervert basically fucking getting these pictures and that, you know. <laughs> Dave, you. have you not heard about the Ebony Bridges Appreciation Society group on Facebook? No, I've all. Well, you should have uh, I, I'm shocked to hear that she has a, a world title. That's a belt, man. That's why we can say. Here's the thing about the Ebony Bridges Appreciation Society and sex offenders. If it was a Venn diagram, <laughs> it's basically a circle. <laughs> UFOs to sex offenders. Sorry, we gotta, we gotta, today. we gotta put a disclaimer in there. He didn't mean. He meant potential sex offenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because if they Steve, were, they probably wouldn't be allowed on Steve, social media. I wish media. you had still had that that video of him taking that picture. Of, was it Sky Nicholson? I think it was. Oh yeah. I wish you still had it on on, on the drum roll. There, that was it. Was just the manner that he did it. He's like he turned around, picked up the camera, straight in his day shot, took the picture, back and back again. Like a, he was like the Repo Man, and you know, the Repo Man for WWE. <laughs> yeah. He was like him, slick it, slick it, bastard. That's what he looked like. Peter, you with the gad face. <laughs> um, Come up to my place, I'll rip them off. <laughs> on, the sub- on the subject of Ebony, a former opponent, I'm not sure who she was, was being interviewed, and she said, Ebony hits like a 300-pound black man who did a 20-year stint in Rikers <laughs> Island. <laughs> That's terrible. Fuck. <laughs> well, I was that an ex-fella that's the only had to fucking compare it to, or what's the crack? Uh, that's, 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 that's a, that's a desperado, desperado for a retweet, that one. Is it Rob? Was he well, oh, it's a Rob Horner, no. Helby had said, Rob these Abbott women Abbott. she fights must have Oliver McCall chins, and then he, he photoshopped, <laughs> figured out why she rarely gets the KO. She only fights granite chin boxers. There she is with Triple G. <laughs> Oliver McCall on the left, and then... That's Marciano. Who's the one on the right there? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. There's no Marciano. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That was so specific that you almost have to wonder if that wasn't a direct experience. Like, yeah, I felt that uh, pretty similar. You know, my ex-boyfriend used to fucking yeah. around. Oh, it'd be great. It'd be great if like we didn't have panelists fucking telling the same joke the other fella told thirty seconds beforehand. Fucking hell! See, listen to what. What's going on? <laughs> I'm the final one. I don't (laughs) always understand you. Just a fucking fucking missus telling me that. So now I fucking come onto the pod and you're fucking telling me as well. Fuck's sake. Rydell Booker against Otto Wallin. As I said to you earlier, Andy. It's the 300 pound man from Rikers. Picture of Rydell Booker and said he would belly flop somebody into KO. So, I mean, that's the <laughs> look at the Mitchell Salita though in the middle there. Look how far he's, yeah. he's not two boys going to lunch together. Are they? Look at the size of that face. Look at the size of a fucking football man. Look at the size of it. He's even got a beard to hide the double chin. He's got who iced him before? Can absolutely spectacular. Not going super featherweight or something. Salita, no, I can't mean, but then he was a junior welter. Cotto. It looked like Khan just tapped him a couple times on the chin and he went down. Cotto fucking remember he caught a beat him on one leg and after my can he's like, nah, you're not, not going to get beat last one. Get back on your feet. That was Yuri Foreman. Oh, Foreman, sorry. You That's all Jewish fighter. Don't look alike, man. <laughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> Well, I didn't get Nathan Cleverly was a Jesus. Jew. Was, was oh, a that's Jew. what I, yeah, Nathan Cleverly, you're thinking I about it. I thought he was a fucking <laughs> Christian. Like, and he was like that scene in, in the office, UK, wasn't he? He's like, no, no, him, the other one. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see Cleverly's old man, Andy, then you'll find oh, out. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've seen him, I've bald-headed. 
<laughs> Sticking on the woman and stealing all the jewellery. Yeah, Salita's got his um, his man strength now, so there you go. That's a nomination for Rydell Booker anyway. Uh, any nominations from you, Matty? That's all the ones I've got this week. Any nominations, Matty? Oh, I got nothing this week, Steve. No problem, Andy. Anything from you, please? Just a couple, mate. Um, poor old Raleigh. Uh, concussed there last night in his play. <laughs> fucking post-fight press conference when he decided he was going to speak to the press, actually, because he refused to speak to Showtime. I heard he was maybe in a wee bit of downbeaten, you know, mood, tears apparently, I'd heard. But anyways, he said after the fight, I won all six rounds of that fight, I exposed him, we need to run that shit back. So he won the sixth round, he got knocked out in, and uh, apparently Raleigh, got, uh, Raleigh exposed uh, Tank Davis, whereas I think Tank, I think Raleigh was the one that got exposed, to be honest with you, uh, squaring up like that, chin in the air, and gets fucking sparkled. Uh, but yeah, it was fantastic. And one for uh, John Skipper. Now, I know he's not kind of based in boxing, but John Skipper was the guy who gave Eddie Hearn good evening uh, $1 billion. So he's basically come out and says that the former <laughs> ESPN president, John Skipper, isn't so sure Tom Brady will be worth the $375 million contract with Fox. So as I say, this is the guy who gave Eddie Hearn a billion dollars on a fucking unknown uh, app. So I'll leave it at that. So one for John Skipper. Andy, I just got to say on the Raleigh subject, though, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, uh, it's kind of good that somebody else exposed him after years of him exposing himself. Yeah, I suppose, you know, I haven't to do that to, like, some of the folk, it's just just unreal. Um, I think that's all I've got, mate, I I don't think I've got anything else at this point. Uh, Maybe I've got one for Eddie, possibly, kicking about, I'm trying to remember what it was. How could we get Eddie this week? (laughs) There was something to come up with, what was it? There was something to come up with, I'm trying to remember what the fuck it was. Come, come, go to Robin Dave and come back to me. I'm fucking certain he came up with something this week. I'm, I'm fucking struggling. Just, well, now just before point. we go to Dave, actually, Madonna, just... Madonna as well, yep. looking like a fucking candle wax. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! What a state she's looking in these days. I hope her bank doesn't do fucking facial recognition. By the way, <laughs> no hope of getting into her account. <laughs> they, I had to rewind it. I had to rewind it twice to find out it was actually her. <laughs> oh, I mate, I've got, I've got one for the Baltimore massive. Massive fucking, <laughs> massive riots in the fucking crowd, right? Literally within round one, they've actually wrecked, wrecked the Barclay Centre, like the yeah, like, really escalators. Bad. Yeah. Fucking, it's like Liverpool fans have been into town there. Um, Omar was in there and everything, wasn't he? Aye, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Andy, I've, I've found one on Twitter while you were saying, just, just uh-huh. caught now. The BBC were reporting on the fight. Javonta Davis beats Rolando Romero to return the WBA title. Fair enough. Davis left has won all 27 of his professional fights, including 27. 35 by knockout. So I know he hits hard, but that, that's people research then, eh? And that's math. <laughs> I think that's because he knocked seven shades of shit out of Raleigh with the fucking That's what you call pure mathematics on crack. <laughs> so Nathan Cleverly type fucking country there. <laughs> <laughs> so bad it's Nathan, thanks. Uh, fucking Eddie, man. Eddie's come up with something this week. I did my nothing. Go and have a look, Andy, while I go get the other boys in and then we'll see if we can find yeah, it. Always, anyway. always like to sneak Eddie in. Dave, great to have you I... back with us. Any value of the week nominations? Uh, none for me. I think you covered them all. I was going to put in Tracy Morgan, but uh, yeah. I think it's going to have to be for... Are we, are we taking votes yet? No, just nominations. Okay, okay. Yeah. No Hold problem. on, you overachiever. Oh, me. You're getting carried away now. Rapping Rob Kelly, any nominations from you, please? No, I'm sure he's got the AJ staring down the university students. Yeah, window, I got that you? one. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking hell. Brilliant, man. 
Brilliant. See, this is what we needed from the start. He'd be way more likable if you had to just let him off the leash from the start. He's fucking now he's got he's gotta be himself now at some stage. Like this is hilarious. Um wanting to fight Stuart. <laughs> he's gonna bring AKA skins up there and he smash Phyllis Jones in. You won't be fucking you won't be laughing in when your glass jaws shattered to pieces. Oh, Before you know it, he'll be moving base. See, see, they shouldn't should have been switched on there. Say, listen, AJ, you're really a wee bit upset. You want a wee bump here? You know, we snort of this stuff, mate. You know, that stuff you just sling on the streets back in the day. You know, forget where you came from, buddy. What are you snorting that? You know, but I tell you what, fucking, you can always say fair play to them because students are absolute wankers, especially the ones that I've got to deal with, fucking fuds. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll say fair play to them, but. What was it all about again? Just because you know they mentioned the, the, the students said you duck, you duck, you duck Fury, didn't you, and something like that, and then AJ's told him that he oh, can bring AK he's, skins he's, up to smash them nah, up. Basically, he's, he's been all fucking. What's his name? Uh, uh, what was the fighters? What was the uh, the gangsters? Big meats. Big meats. Harvey Barnes. Was it Harvey Barnes? His name was Nicky Barnes. Nicky Barnes. Nicky Barnes. Harvey Barnes by Lester, isn't it? That's a Harvey. James Madison. Jimmy uh, Vardy's wife. Jimmy Vardy, <laughs> fellas like this, Brendan Rogers, my heroes. Gary Lineker. Brendan Rogers, the rat. Just let everyone else eat the packet of walkers. Steve just blocked somebody <laughs> from the chat talkers. whose name is Praise Jesus. I just want everyone to know the kind of person Steve is. He he blocks people from the, the chat who praise Jesus. This is Bell You of the Weeks, man, not Bible of the Week, you know what I mean? Okay, no, no, no time for sentiment. Well, uh, I don't get it. it if, Jesus in the chat so, banned there, apparently. The so hold on. Here. So you ban the porn, and then you ban the Jesus. I am I just... They, they're conflicting. They're conflicting. You pick one. Larry Hoover. One. That's what you thought it was. You thought it was Larry Hoover. Larry Hoover. <laughs> oh, damn it. I agree. <laughs> You need to hover up, hover up some fucking stock, mate. That's what you need to do. Just chill the fuck out. Fucking hell, you're using the fucking campaign with me. I know. We've blocked the Bibles, we've blocked the cameras, and Ricky Gravel's still in the chat. It's a sad time, Matthew. <laughs> oh, but mate, listen, Ricky's been banned to America for fuck's sake, so we can't even block Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling we were... Ricky Gravel. I have a feeling we were just the first of many nations to say, and eh, no. <laughs> Right. Did we get your nominations there? Bob? Yeah, just just AJ, just AJ for and oh Ebony Bridges, AJ and Jim Gray all together. We're yeah. mine, but they're all covered. That'd be a hot three way. I'm gonna say Yo. a dinner party. <laughs> uh, Roberto. That'll be worth it. Anyway, let's go through them quickly and then everyone can do our picks for episode four seven six. We had Tracy Morgan with his uh jewelry. We had Deontay Wilder with a statue. We had Floyd ripping people off with his fake NFTs. We had Nathan Cleverly with his big cock and all of his property. We had Steve Kim talking about Canelo Triple G3. We had uh, Ryan the Ventriloquist, Domi Garcia, and Errol Spence in the crowd. We had Jim. Jim Looks like fucking... Looks like Tattoo from Fantasy Island, don't you there? The pain, the pain, the pain. <laughs> <laughs> Some of Team America, don't they, Matty? Do you remember that one, World Police? <laughs> uh-huh. I, I do. Uh, we had Jim Gray, we'll never forget. We had uh, the one that Rob mentioned there about AJ, plus Fury and Rocky Ali. We had uh, the girls going in on the fellas there. We had Errol Spence with the oh, Texas Motor bill. Speedway. Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, that, man. Rolly. Uh, for just general offences, Michelle Joy Phelps for her UFO and ghost talk. We had Mark Hawkins. 
We had, oh, that was a good Photoshop on Ebbs. We had big, fat as a pig, Mitchley man, Rydell Booker. And we had the mathematically impaired BBC. Plus, we had Don King right at the beginning with his 1980s Pac-Man promo video for the heavyweight title fight. So, I'll tell you what, it's been a strong week this week, Matty. Mm-hmm. You will have the first pick of the Bellew of the Weeks. I got to pass it on to Andy on that one. I, I, I'm i going gonna, I'm gonna to hang for a second because I just, I, I'm thinking. Why? You think I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay. We're gonna be here away with them. This isn't a pr- this isn't a prediction league. Give me a break. <laughs> Go on, Andrew. Still, still getting Rob's thoughts from my the Haney Campos fight for next. I know, I know. I am gonna go. I'm gonna go for that wee clout chasing prick, fucking Garcia. Um, lost twenty grand. There he is. You know, my man Spence here would fucking drink that within fucking ten minutes and drive his Lamborghini home in one piece. Don't even worry about that. Whereas that wee dick, look at him. I'm here to do magic. No, you're not. Fuck off. So, uh, what are you doing? I look like a fucking dickhead. So, yeah, I'm going to go for fucking Ryan Gar- crying Garcia. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm going I'm to agree. I'm going to agree with Andy there. And and to, 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 if, so just so Ryan Garcia knows, no, I don't want to hear what the fucking specials are. <laughs> That's two for poor Ryan Garcia. You just need to uh, wait till. Oh, by the way, I had a, a quality <laughs> comment by the way. He went in and got changed in Michael Buffer's dressing room, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just a hairstylist, at least. But uh, I was going to say, Packy Collins there last night. That must be the most overused towel in the fucking sport, <laughs> by the way. It's just always getting launched. In. <laughs> Sorry, man. I found that very funny what you guys did. Fuck me, but yeah, it's true. He fucking... That towel's got a lot of fucking... Oh, I'm going to do again this week. Fucking get launched in the air again. Fuck me. Uh, fuck. Brilliant. Right. Uh, two for Garcia then, Dave. Uh, before you pick Dave, I'm going to go... For, I'm going to have to go for the Texas Motor Speedway, man. Giving an award. Or receiving an award from the uh, old strap That's season himself. That's my number two, but fucking hell, man. It's not it's it, 20 grand, though. Because that's the award to Ricky Bobby, didn't he? Shake and bake. Hey, and by the way, Garcia's Garcia's standing there getting fucking learned the elbow in the mouth. I'm fucking number one, bitch. I'm fucking number one. You ain't fucking nobody, bitch. I'm like, dude, you're fucking 22 year old. Leonard Elby's a man. The Floyd Mayweather promotions. He's put on the biggest pay per view in history. And then he gave this guy shite. Leonard Elby is a man, even though he's a fucking Botox sex, fucking what's he got, Lego sex doll. He was wearing a soft ass shit suit last night as well, wasn't he? Look at his <laughs> fucking white satin Johnny Logan suit last night. <laughs> right, two for Crying Garcia, one for Errol Spence and his driving abilities. Hey to Dave Lowback, who are you going for? I'm going for Raleigh. I exposed him. I, I beat him for six rounds, even though he got knocked out in the sixth round. Yeah, Raleigh. It's got to be, the, it got to fit with the theme of the week. Good stuff, Dave. Thank you very much. Do you, Dave, for, uh, go for Slayer? Uh, pop away there. Raleigh. Rolly. Oh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, you had a rough weekend, Rob. What about you? Yeah, I'm thinking fucking Jim Gray, but um, yeah, Jim Gray just for you, Jim Gray. Like, has to fucking always have the fucking snide last word, doesn't he? Like, um, like ammunition and stuff. Like, it's a common term used in boxing. I don't think like it's like that. Fucking it's Adam Smith all over again, isn't it? I don't think anybody was thinking of fucking Derve- <laughs> the Gervonta Davis of all people has his fucking finger on the pulse of current event. Like, <laughs> he's in there with fucking half of Baltimore. It's highly unusual. Like, so I don't know. Yeah, Jim Gray for me. <laughs> Look at his fan base to the fucking Barclays Center. <laughs> he gives a fuck. 
Jesus. I'm changing my vote. Yeah, it's Jim Gray. He's nice with it anyway, isn't he? Look at that in the background. <laughs> you just turned this? it into a draw, you fucking Yeah, cunt. you just turned it into a draw, Dave. What are you doing? Steve no vote. Final answer. Steve, no, no I did. Yeah. I did. Oh, I did went you? for Errol. Oh, and the Texas you? Speedway. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I went for the Texas Speedway. Uh, Dave and Rob both went for Jim Gray's altercation or you know, conversation with Javonta. And you and Matty both went for crying. Mm-hmm. There you are. Give it to Garcia and Jim Gray equal just to get things rolling. Episode I... 476, Boy of the Week. Congratulations, boys. Uh, there's the winners. That's all I've got there, Matty. I'll hand it back over to you and for Rob and the picks and stuff. And I'm, I'm pulling for Ryan in his, uh, his new career. Just remember, you're not supposed to show the back of your hand to the person that you're serving. You're supposed to use the opposite hand. Um, Look at that limp wrist, though, man. He's, got, he's obviously an expert at that limp wrist move there, eh? And, you know, that's kind of, you kind of got to cut if you're going to properly pour wine, I guess, a little bit. Maybe he's just yeah. working on it. He's just, you know. Errol needs to wear that hat properly, man. So that's grace. He's got a fucking half on his head, man. Get us off to do it. It makes me think of uh, fucking uh, Oz when I had a BC and that fucking beanie he wore that just somehow stuck to the fucking back quadrant of his head. <laughs> but anyways, um, speaking of uh, people who have done time in prison, Rob, uh, what are your thoughts on the fights this last weekend? Um, and uh, then we'll get into some predictions. I'm not guilty. Um, <laughs> was murder, <laughs> murder was the charge that they gave me. Um. Yeah, so what is it? What's the, what's the, what are we picking on this week? Haney and Cambosis, and what else? Haney and Cambosis, and then we are picking between uh, Fulton and Danny Roman. Hmm. I'm gonna go Fulton uh, by stoppage. Um, wow, you're the only person going for the stoppage. I'm going Danny Roman, mate. Yeah, I'm gonna go Fulton. I think I like Fulton. By the way, you fucked has... up this week because Steve's new, new on top of the league, so you're fucked. Is he? Yep. On gold difference or something, point. is he? You picked Santa Maria like my dumbass. I didn't even know who they were. Who they were. I was just looking. <laughs> you know, was going we noticed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you took advantage of the situation, Rob. Don't know if I fucking disguised that that well. Your heart <laughs> wasn't in that one, Rob. We, we guessed. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why punctuality is key. <laughs> Tell me about it. That's fucking story of my life. Um... Uh, yeah, for Haney and Cambosis, I'm gonna. I, I, I like Fulton. I'm not. I'm not just saying. I really, I really rate Fulton. Like, and I think he's due uh, a coming out win. And I think, um, I think he's gonna cut Roman in bits actually. So we'll see. Well, I think he's gonna. I think he probably get him out of there in the second half of the fight. Maybe ten, nine, ten, something like that. Could be cuts. Um, and in terms of Haney Cambosis. I underrated Cambosis, right? I thought he talked a bigger fight uh, than he was worth against uh, Tiafimo, and I fully expected Tiafimo to fucking decapitate him, but I thought he'd have some success in the fight. Um, he proved that night he was a better fighter than I thought he was, and against Selby, really. Um, seeing that, like, I th- Lopez, I think, without taking any credit away from Cambosis, I think Lopez possibly struggling at the rate. Wait, there was a lot of fucking reschedules for that fight as well, was there? He also, oh, yeah. heavy. He also remember that, ice, that Icelandic heavy um, strongman? He actually allowed him a fucking free hit on his oh, yeah, yeah, chest cavity and that, and then he's like, oh, he almost died trying to make weight, that type of thing, so... So there was a there was there was mad excuses thrown out afterwards. I don't know what stock to put in him, but I don't know if it was the hundred percent version of Lopez that Cambosis beat. However, he did beat him, dropped him along the way, and I think in Australia for a coming home party, I think Devin Haney's a very good fighter. 
uh, from a technical point of view, but he's not amazing. Like I said to you, like a million times, that he he got to that zone because Mayweather and all them didn't want him. And Ellerby said before, like you know, he's a good fighter, but I have to pay you what you weigh. In other words, you're not a draw, like you're not a puncher. He's not a supreme defensive fighter as much as Eddie tried to see him. Eddie tried to set us him as the second coming of Floyd. How many second comings of Floyd have we had in the last fucking ten years? God knows, <laughs> like fucking blood the wash by man. Jesus Christ. But Haney's another bad comparison, I think. Like, um, so he's 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 got time to become his own man. But I think everything is against him going to Australia. No Ben Davison. No the dad is the dad making it. There? That's a fucking result, mate. The Ben Davison. Yeah. No, but I mean, in terms of his preparation, he's going there without his his dad and his other trainer that he's used to working with. So he's got somebody but stepping in. I think his dad will get there eventually. Well, if his dad gets there. Yeah. I don't think David Haney can knock out Cambosis. I think he can outbox him probably. Uh, but I think Cambosis' activity on home soil, and I think Haney has yet to show that he can adjust on the fly when he's under pressure. I thought Linares had him out of there. Uh, only the, the, the punch landed too close to the end of the round. Um, and a and uh, younger version of fucking Linares would have probably stopped him earlier when you saw that he could get hurt. I don't think Campos is a tremendous puncher, but I do think he has volume punching that's going to make Haney uncomfortable. Um, and I don't think Haney's Willie Pepper or Will of the Wisp by any stretch, um, as much as he gets sold as a defensive fighter. I think there's holes in his defense that have been shown against lesser opposition than Campos. So I'm going to go Campos by your points. You and me both. Well, there we go. That's what I think. Good eye, mate. All Steve, right, Steve, you're gonna walk out here to the next week like fucking Vince McMahon. By the way, I'm telling you right now, swaggered <laughs> in the fucking to the ring, saying "suck." As my let's say, "suck my dick." Do I know boxing? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Roger Mayweather, rest in peace. And, and uh, also, uh, before we uh, we bounce out of here, um, I'd like to uh, extend our condolences to the the Gary Russell uh, family over the passing of the patriarch of their family. And I know we make our jokes and stuff like that, but it is a tragic loss to that family who has had led all of these young men to be successful in boxing. Uh, so obviously, um, he's left an impact in this world of boxing, and he will be missed sorely. So to the Russell family, we at uh, the Nuthouse do extend our condolences. Um, on your tragedy, but we will be back here next week and we will be reviewing, yeah, maybe, uh, we will be reviewing all of these fights that we have discussed and we'll also be, be previewing the Inoue Donaire rematch, which is going to be on Wednesday morning in Japan for me. Um, so that'll be an exciting middle of the week, uh, event there. It's going to be good times. We got a lot of good stuff coming up over the next few weeks. I hope that y'all will join us. I'd like to thank uh, Steve Wellings, Andy Patterson, Rob Kelly, and Hater Dave for coming in and joining us this week. And we will see you next Sunday. We'll never forget. We want to be honest, yeah. Crying like a little bitch. I've never met a fucking so I can fight me. I fell asleep. I fell asleep. You're a fucking bum. You're a fucking asshole. Rumpo fucking stealth skin. But allegedly, Oscar Rivas has has, has failed has failed a test. Seven year eight. Seven year eight.
I'm a fucking smart fucking you. I hope you fucking die. Be safe. I love boxing sounds. Simple as that. Sports Social Podcast Network.